such a beautiful Ooh. sound. Had <laughs> <laughs> one lake coming in Sounds there. Like the party. Cruise light guy. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Of course. I was drinking bourbon. Welcome back to Dirt Tracks and Rear Bracks, episode 89. Me and Bunner here as always. We're on location today and uh, got spe- two special guests. Let's go with Zarek Wells first. I uh, appreciate you guys coming up. Uh, I think it's appropriate that, you know, you guys' episode this weekend, St. Patrick's Weekend, coming to you uh, semi-live when you guys hear it uh-huh. from Ireland, Indiana, with our favorite leprechaun and cowboy hat, number 76, J.J. Hughes, <laughs> coming to visit us today. Yeah. Bourbon in hand. Yeah. J.J. Hughes here with us, driver of the number 76 car. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's uh, great to be here it's uh you know ireland's a great little uh, addition to jasper indiana where my wife and i moved down this past summer and uh it's been a it's been a pleasure to become part of this uh small town absolutely glad to have you we'll claim you i'm an immigrant myself so i'm an immigrant from everywhere (laughs) (laughs) well so are the irish so yeah it's good a good spot though good uh good area uh good people absolutely absolutely ireland about what we're about Less, what, what, three miles from Jasper probably-ish? Two uh, miles? Probably like mile, mile half mile. Mile We're a half. half mile from uh, the four-way in Ireland okay. toward Jasper. So Ireland, Indiana. Ireland, so, Indiana. Yeah. Look it up. I uh, got some. Really appreciate you guys coming up today. It's it's good to be on. And yeah, it dude. just works for JJ being uh, being local. And you yeah. just come up and hang out. And I'm still a big fan, fan of Elberfeld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so am I, man. But, uh, at least we got yeah, heat down yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My toes ain't fucking cold. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. I think the weather here is about equal to being an island, uh, you know, overseas. Yeah. So. Maybe, but well, we probably got more sunlight. But uh, uh, well, when yeah. we planned this, it was like sixty degrees. It was looking good. It was. It was good, never thought in my mind that we'd be out here <laughs> with heater and geriatric Charlie's getting frostbite <laughs> on his toes, but. Uh, hey, you get yeah. my age, blood don't flow like it used to, okay? Yeah, yeah that's Sometimes right. you might need a Viagra. In more than one. Yeah. In more ways than one, right? <laughs> the blood oh, don't flow is good. pronunciation on the Viagra. Yeah, Viagra. Yeah, but, uh, well, that's the uh, West yeah. Virginia coming out appreciate right you, here. Uh, appreciate you, Wells, for having us. I'm glad it all worked out. And JJ coming up, you're local. So, no, you know, glad, uh, having him on the phone would be kind of silly for uh, 40 minutes away. So yeah, no, glad, it, you could, glad you could make it. It's a win-win. Close for him. Yeah, it's before the season starts, like you said. So, it's uh, – uh, you know, talk about you know what's coming up and what's uh, what's already what happened last year and stuff like that, or just whatever. You know, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I think the uh, the honeydews uh, really get put put to the side there once race season starts. So for us to get this in before race season really uh, really helps us out too. You know, it's it's just busy. You, know, you work during the week and then you're uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, racing on the weekend. So yeah. So, so you get all your honeydews from off season. Good to go. Uh, yeah, I think I, I hung a dartboard yesterday. Nice. Uh, getting it, you right. know, uh, we're, we've been really focused on our basement this last winter. So um, we bought our house in like April last year, really put a bunch of work into it. And now we're, I feel like we're starting to settle, just settle in. Uh, we're not doing as many projects, but it's uh, it's been good. You know, the, the Jasper community treats us well and our house, uh, I mean, it was built in 55, so it's kind of like a tank. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but uh, solid. W- yeah, we're you know we're still working on it little by little, but uh, overall uh, excited for summer and to uh, 
just enjoy some growing outside and uh, hopefully get some camping in this, you know, this summer outside of racing. So and some good. racing. And some racing. Right some ethanol. Get some ethanol going, some race fuel. Yeah, you know, my yeah. nose hairs are getting a little long. Yeah. i gotta <laughs> got to burn, <laughs> gotta burn some of that off. off a little. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was going to say something else I was going to say. Um, oh, so we talked about, you know, your everyday deal. So what what is the day uh, day for you? What do you what's your job and what, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, this past uh, summer I started at uh, Jasper Engines and Transmissions. So I uh, work in the sourcing department, uh, focused on, like, negotiation and – uh, buying parts that go directly into the engine or transmission. Uh, it's a it's a really nice gig. We uh, you know Jasper Engines is a is a brand to be uh, you know proud of. They have a uh, rich racing history. Uh, they used to sponsor uh, you know a team that ran uh, yeah. through the NASCAR series, and they really respect racing and, and the aspect of technology that it brings. So. It's very, uh, it's very good. Uh, Jasper Engines is uh, is a growing brand. I think. I don't know if you've tried to buy a truck lately, but mm-hmm. like it's not easy. Wouldn't dream of it. Yeah, so uh, it's definitely helped them too, but uh, they really respect our our racing heritage and uh, you know give me the freedom to be able to race what I want to race and uh, move around. I'm still working on the whole sponsorship gig. I I, I could use a little help there, but yeah, that uh, seems obvious. <laughs> outside of that, we're uh, you know we're doing all right. So. Yeah. So this is a, a little bit of trivia, and I'm surprised. Does Bunner know this? Bunner's got a steel trap when it comes to, to sports and racing memorabilia, but who ran the Jasper engines? Dave Blaney. Dave Blaney. That's what yeah. I was thinking, but I knew you was confirmed. There, was there another one, too? <coughs> Just him. Didn't? Um, Blaney's the only one I, I remember. Say Didn't <coughs> Jeff Bodine run a oh man, We might have to, to Google fact. Was it like a Presley or something? Not Ryan Presley, no. Somebody like that. Yeah, so actually, if, was the big if you ever come to the our yellow, facility, the one yellow, I remember the for sure. Car, yeah. If you ever come to our facility, we actually have like NASCAR memorabilia Ooh. like throughout mm. the place. Yeah. Um, Ryan Newman was sponsored there for a hot minute from Jasper Engines. So they have like a Ryan Newman suit okay. uh, with Jasper Engines on it and some others. So um, they were definitely like a smaller team, though. So, uh, you know, the, I don't think the expectation was to win, but the expectation was to be competitive. And if you really and think about how small this company is, Absolutely. what they were yeah. able to do in NASCAR was honestly really great. Uh, just from the aspect of like, you know, this isn't some multi-billion dollar company. Like they're on the verge of being a billion dollar company. But when they were providing NASCAR level support, they weren't anywhere near this. So well, this aspect is really interesting. Yeah. As a kid, you know, coming to Jasper, you know, well, if, you know, an hour from 45 minutes from Jasper growing up. And then you like, you drive by it and you're like, you see it on TV on some, you know, yeah. your dad's watching NASCAR. And then like you drive by it and you're like, that's the Jasper engines. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, but not without getting too big into the weeds with, you know, um, race tents and all that. Uh, but yeah, Dave Blaney, to Bunner's credit, Dave Blaney, 77, and then 2001, Robert Presley, oh. Jasper Engine, 77. So uh, You remembered the Presley. Gold I didn't remember I that thought, at all. I, I said Ryan, I think I messed that up. But, but still, close. the Presley, so uh, gold star to Bunner. I remembered the Blaney. I did not remember anything about yeah, Presley. So I, not that I knew Bunner would come in clutch with that. <laughs> he's, he's got a crazy memory. I know a lot of stupid stuff. shit, like – when is that ever going to come in handy? <laughs> right, now, right now. Right now. <laughs> but, uh, it's perfect. Um, uh, but, yeah, so so good call with that. So, yeah, yeah um, Jasper but, uh, Engines. 
yeah hopefully good, good hopefully we'll there. see it on the side of a, a sprint car here yeah yeah i could uh, you know me my, my, my number is 76 so maybe if i have to yeah. bump a number just to uh <laughs> i was gonna suggest know, that actually you know see if uh, they'd sponsor me i think i would easy you know, change huh? it just depends on the sponsorship yeah. level yeah. i guess you know money talks so yeah uh, without uh skipping a whole bunch like so since we're on the subject 76 what you know your paint scheme it's it, to me is super classic the 76 with the circle how did you come about that? What's that mean to you? Yeah, I think uh, it's really interesting. So when we got into uh, racing where you picked a number, um, we were between 76 and 55. Uh, 55 was my dad's favorite number. Uh, but uh, as a kid, uh, growing up in the SCRA days in Southern California, J.J. Uh, Yaley was just a monster. Uh, you know, going through his years in like the early 2000s he won anything and everything and well he's number 76 and his name was jj so it's really uh you know pretty uh realistic to you know make that connection yeah um i met him as a kid and was just obviously a fan and then uh we got to you know being a teenager running the micro sprint we finally got to pick a number that you know got to stay on your car and um 76 just kind of felt natural and then uh you know we I mean, our car had, like, flames forever, and our micro sprint had flames. But then when we got into sprint car racing, we really just, like, all right, how do we appreciate the throwback of, you know, older race cars? And, you know, really, from the beginning of 2009, I was 15, just starting in a sprint car. And we had this setup of a, of a white paint scheme with blue stripes and then a blue checker down the back and a checker down the tank. And it really stuck, and so for the most part, uh, that was our flagship colors. And then when we came back racing in 2015, we took a little three-year break uh, so I could go to college, and we came back and we just inverted it, so then full blue with white stripes, and we've really stuck to it. And and I, every once in a while, I throw the idea of a, you know, throwback 2009, mm -hmm. you know, white with blue stripes, and I get turned down every time. But <laughs> I kind of yeah. like the white. I think the white would look good. Yeah. yeah. It looks pretty good. I it, think. it did look good. And what I like about our paint scheme now and then even the inverse is that it stands out. People can tell us apart from everybody else. There's a ton of black cars oh, out yeah. there. <laughs> There's a ton of white cars out mm -hmm. there. So I think our car colors really do, uh, you know, make our car differentiate from everybody yeah. else. You can see us, whether you're leading or running 10th, you kind of know where we are. And, it, yeah. and then... Um, a little secret we we run orange around the top of the car and that's because we videotape everything so we have our own youtube channel it's nothing too special but okay. it helps us be able to watch anything yeah. and everything sure. that you know we've run since at minimum since 2009 so it helps um whether it's my mom or my wife videotaping always be able to find the car yeah. the orange is like a really solid yeah. you know standout to make sure that we can be seen and then from the safety aspect, if you're wrecking, I feel like having a bright car is really helpful that, you know, you help, you hope your competitors can see you sure. and miss you mm -hmm. versus like you run some tracks that have really poor lighting and yeah. when you have a black car, like, I'm sorry, it's dusty, it's dark and it's black. Well, yeah. I'm sorry if I hit you. Like I was trying to miss you, but yeah. if, if it was a bright car, I m might've been able to see it sooner. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for yeah. sure. That's awesome. Uh, your paint scheme's like. Like you said, nostalgia that to me hit it nail on the head. The checker coming coming on the side, and the, the circle seventy six. It's it's a good looking car. Definitely stands out. Oh yeah. 
We'd like to think so, anyway. <coughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So, so um, how's the? What's the first race? Uh, maybe Brownstown. Uh, you didn't go to Paragon, of course. But uh, how was Supercross? We'll, we'll get into that real quick. You uh, were the, well, last week, right? Yep, yep. So uh, we chose not to go to Paragon. It was kind of cold. Yeah. Um, our cars are ready. So our cars are ready from like uh, our season ends in October. We spent about a month just trying to like get them completely ready outside of like refreshing the engines, getting everything like done and over with. And that gives us pretty much from like November to March, April. Like we don't have to do anything to our cars. They're done. They're powder coated. They're stickered. Their motors are done. Everything's done, you know, real close to the end of the race season. So, um, we did, we chose not to run Paragon, not because our cars weren't ready. It's just cold. Yeah. Uh, and we've really wanted to go to Supercross. Um, I've, I've watched Supercross since I was a kid and it still, uh, is, is interesting to me today. So we went to Supercross and at Lucas Oil, it was a great time. Ken Roxon put on a show, yeah. uh, really, you know, really big fan, yeah. uh, especially with the up and downs of his career to see yeah. him still win. And then uh, I'm a big Cooper Webb fan, so I, I really like to see uh, Cooper run well, too. He took the points lead. So Supercross, honestly, great time. Uh, went with uh, my wife, my parents, and then uh, a really good buddy of mine, Garrett Abrams. He runs a Culver's Sprint car okay. uh, out of uh, Rushville, Indiana. And then, okay. so him and his girlfriend came, too. And we really had a good time, and uh, it was uh, much better than freezing our butts off at a <laughs> racetrack, unfortunately. Yeah. I got yelled at a little bit for being a Cooper Webb fan. Hey, Coop, are you a Cooper Webb fan? Hunter and Destin wasn't big fans. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I was. I was talking about. Yeah. I, I liked him, and like, you douche. They poop. You're a douche. <laughs> Just yeah. calling me names. Uh, like, well, you say what you want. I'm a fan of who I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a not really a Cooper Webb fan, but I'm a Roxon fan. I've been. A, I'm a Honda guy, so when he was at Honda, he was my dude, and then you know. He left Honda, and now he's with Suzuki. Like I said, I did see his bike was seven years old, and it's still kickstart. Wow. Still yep. kickstart. Still kickstart. The only one in the whole field that was kickstart. Everyone else is electric. So wow. I think and he pulled I the kickstand off in the, the victory oh, lane. Oh, like, that makes sense yeah. now. I yeah. wondered why he. Yeah. It was the kick. Oh. The kick. Uh, yeah. So that he. Uh, that was good. The crowd, man, was electric, man. That, that place was. Every little, you hear the crowd just. Yeah, just he, like uh, I don't know. It's just, you had to be there. Like, he almost fell. Yeah. Like he kind of hesitated lap. on the last lap, and the whole crowd was like, <gasps> "Yeah, oh!" And then he did, you know. And Barsha's mean. Yeah, right? I was like, I was going to say he was going to dump him if he had the chance. Yeah, he will do that. We were worried and, about uh, it. So, oh, dude, I was so nervous. Like, because Barsha was coming. I could see like ten minutes left. I was like, man, this is going to be close. Yeah, he's on his way. And, and uh, man, I was I was sitting there fidget in my chair, like <laughs> rocking back and forth. Like I was like, I was getting, I don't like I said, I don't get nervous very often. Like I was kind of like, like a fanboy. I was kind of sitting there. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> I was sitting there like, and I don't use like I said, I don't usually get like that. <laughs> didn't get nervous at all. Like I've never seen. No, squirm. dude, I was fucking squirming in my seat. I was like yep. doing this shit. I'm like rubbing my legs. I'm like, I was sitting there telling Destin like I don't know if they have anything in their helmets. Or they, they can have their stick guys or whatever. But, but I'm guys. like, somebody needs to tell him he needs to pick it up. He's just cruising right now because he got yeah. such a lead. But Barsha's on the way. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. uh, percent. It was Andy, good. It did was you really guys stay good. Stay up there. You probably stay in Columbus. Or did you um, so we fired the race car that morning. So then we came back and uh, and uh, just stayed the night in Columbus. So our race car is kept in Columbus, Indiana. Uh, it's where we moved uh, from California to Columbus when I was a teenager. So. 
parents still live there, our shop's still there. So gotcha. it's uh, it's good home base. If you think about all the racetracks in Indiana, yeah. it's kind of like equidistant. It's not close to any of them, but North Vernon and North Vernon's kind of close. So, yeah. you know, it's like an hour to, to Lawrenceburg. It's an hour and a half to Gas City. Uh, Circle City is really wonderful uh, with it. Only, you know, it's kind of less than an hour. Then on the west side, you go to, like, Bloomington, Putnamville. Yep. It's kind of an hour. And then Hobstot's the long one, uh-huh. uh, you know, down into the corner. But now that we're in Jasper, it makes that a little bit more. Yeah, a little easier. A little easier, yep. But, uh, yeah. But – Oh, go ahead, Bender. No, you go ahead. I was say, how's, uh, how's any – of course, you said you moved when you were a teenager. But, like, how's Indiana been treating you for – when did you move? Were you saying yeah, you were, like, so, 15? Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in, uh, in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Uh, my dad was a crew chief uh, for Rodney Argo and Ron DiDonato and then Jack DeArmond um, during my like early years. And uh, before I was born, he also crewed for Robbie Flock in the Midgets. Uh, so Robbie Flock was a, you know, really a, a winner in his time, you know, in the USAC Western States Midgets back when running the Triple Crown and USAC competed against each other all the time. So... It was uh, it was really neat, kind of growing up in the Southern California scene. And then when I was 13, uh, my dad retired. We moved our way to Columbus, Indiana, and Indiana's really treated us well. We're really glad we made the move. And Southern California has kind of gotten worse and worse. It's over uh, populated. It's it's really not meant for retirement. It's not meant for uh, I think growing the greater population. I think the Midwest does a really good job of teaching you how to be a good person. And I think in California, it's so go, go, go all the time that doesn't really teach you that. Mm-hmm. So Indiana has been good. I think, um, if you talk through my past through moving from California to Indiana and you told my 13 year old self that I wore cowboy boots and a cowboy hat <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, lived in a small town in Indiana, like I, I'd, be, I'd actually be pretty happy. Like I'd probably call you then and say, "No, that's not going to happen." I wore any, any shoes. I had a skateboard. And, you know, yep. I, I was a bit different back then. Um, you know, had the Justin Bieber haircut, and you know, think, oh man, think, we might have to pull some things out later. It's a, fa- it's a phase, right? It's a phase. Yeah, yeah. we all went through it. I'm, I'm part that, of it, maybe. Yeah, Bunner. Uh, you know, despite his curly locked mullet. Perm mullet yeah. now. Uh, it's not permed. It's, it's natural. Bro. That's natural curls now. <laughs> Come on, but dude. Y- you've had a perm. Uh, I've had it. I've had it permed one time. <laughs> one uh, time. That's been like. Six that's years been a ago. while ago. Yeah, five years uh, ago. But yeah, Bunner. Uh, he he had a little bit of a beaver haircut back I did. in the day. If I kind of wish it, I still had it. If we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Mainly because my hairline's gone. If, but, we pulled, uh, if we pulled the yearbook back, there there'd be a few people would be like. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to pull that out later. No for, way. For yeah. I remember yeah, seeing Wells pictures. By the way, speaking of that, me and Wells, we. We've uh, known each other our whole life, so yeah, all, through all the way through uh, kindergarten, grade school, yeah, kindergarten, yeah. So, so it's been uh, Indiana's but, uh, been good, honestly. I think we we've yeah. kind of traveled around. I went to college at Indiana State University in Terre Haute, lived there for quite a while, then uh, to Indianapolis, so my wife uh, could go to her doctorate program in anesthesia, and then you know when she graduated, she accepted the job down here in Jasper and. I say this all the time, but I married up. She, she's yeah. really quite wonderful, and she's really smart and brought us down here. So we're really happy to be a part of this uh, town and uh, just kind of fitting in and, and really appreciating where we're at today. We're yeah. we're pretty lucky to yeah. say that, uh, I mean, we put in a lot of hard work, but, you know, it, it all kind of just worked out. And so we're happy to be here and, you know, happy to be, st- you know, still racing and, 
You know, that, yeah. I think that's that's half the battle, man. You get older, and you know, rides are slow to come from, and you know, you think yeah. of like, yeah, the big guys still get rides, but you know, when when you're the fiftieth best driver in Indiana, like, it's it's hard to pull a ride. They don't they don't just you know come knocking. So you got to keep winning races, and and the fact that we're still racing is is pretty impressive, especially on our budget. You know, we're. Uh, in all reality, we we spend about thirty thousand dollars a year racing, and if you think about these these top national teams, I mean they're they're in the six figures. Yeah. Um. You know they're spending hundred two hundred k. They they bring haulers that. Yeah. You know, it, if I could get a hold of one of those haulers and sell it, I could run for five years for free. <laughs> you know, right. like yeah. it, it's pretty impressive. You watch the you know you know Brady Bacon or the Clawson Marshall team or. Yeah. Um, this you know cj leary you know these big these big guys they just i think uh i was talking to one of the national teams i, I won't point him out but he was like yeah i spent like thirty five thousand dollars in tires last year and i was like that was my whole budget <laughs> like and right. some for the whole year yeah, yeah you know i mean my sponsorship and my winnings only covered like two-thirds of that the rest came out of my own pocket right uh-huh. so it, it's just really hard to you know be competitive when you think of showing up to a sprint week race where 50 cars show up and you think like well just to get a fair payout i gotta make the show and yeah. it's it's hard so it comes down to qualifying really well and that at least if you don't make it out of the heat race you're starting at the front of the b and um kind of a funny story about you know running usac uh races at a hobstot last year for sprint week it was kind of drier drier than normal than we were used to and we go to qualify and my dad pops in and he says, Hey, um, you, you got to rip the lip. And I was like, dad, it's Hobbs thought I've, I've never ripped the lip here. <laughs> right. Like it's always tacky. And he's like, I'm telling you, you got to rip the lip. And I was like, all right, like, I guess we're going to rip the lip. And then we go and qualify like ninth, you know, yeah. out of like, you know, 47 yeah. cars. And right. we're like, Okay. okay, I guess All we're right. fast. Yeah. Can't yeah. be mad at that. <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, Dad, I think I qualified too well. Actually, I wish you wouldn't give me that advice. Cause, <laughs> right. You know, or yeah. now we're starting fifth in the B, you know, yeah. or in the heat race, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. it was kind of tough. So uh, it was good, though. I think Hobstot's a really neat track that we didn't used to take advantage of, but now that we're here in Jasper, it gives us a better opportunity to to run and support that track. Yeah, good place. Our uh, obviously our favorite too, our closest. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Definitely yeah. no shortage of racing here in Indiana. Yeah, I think uh, I think racing expenses have continued to increase during COVID and the time after, where parts are hard yeah. to come by. And I think when you run a track like Hobstadt, that you know people might complain from a fan perspective that they overfarm the track. Um, yeah. and, and like I hear that a lot, but I think from a driver aspect or a, a team owner aspect, it's it's much different because. <laughs> we we can run tires so yeah, much longer sure. yeah. yeah and when we run bigger tracks like it's it's kind of unfortunate but to run Terre Haute to run Lawrenceburg to run Eldora you have to be prepared that you're gonna run through like five or six tires in a night and it's like 500 bucks to start mm-hmm. a USAC race so if you think well 300 dollars plus a tire and then you multiply that by five or six and like guys I can't I, I can't even break even running mm-hmm. 10th at a yeah. USAC race. So yeah. why would I, why would I show up to this? Right. You know? And so when you run Hobstot, it's like, I can run the same set of tires for three races. <laughs> like it's, it's totally yeah. different. And it, it doesn't change. You know, I've yeah. heard a lot of guys say like when they got done at Hobstot, the tire looks like it did when they put it on. 
That's, like that's they, due they to the track. They almost look at the titties on yeah. them, some, not all the time, yeah. but sometimes. I, I accidentally, uh, this, I think this was two years ago, I accidentally ran the same tire three races at Warren, er, at uh, Hopstop <laughs> because we, we bought a brand new tire for the third race. We left it in the shop, and mm. so we were like, crap. Well, we got this one that we've already run, like two complete nights on it. And you know what? Finish eighth. Yeah. I'm like, there you go. Well, you know, but you add it up, and I was like, we didn't really lose much, you know. Yeah. We didn't really lose much money running eighth at an MSEA show. It still pays like, you know, five hundred bucks, and you're like, well, you add it all up, and that's not too shabby. Yeah. Well, and, and from a spectator's perspective of it at, at Hopstop, like we hear that a lot too, grabbing about working the track after, you know, races, you know, each heat or whatever. But it like it's for a good future. Ex- yeah, it's good experience for you guys and me as a spectator. It's like. Who gives a crap? Because, like, I'm here. I paid the money to get in. Like, it creates better racing. I'm here anyway. We always just say just crack a beer. And <laughs> crack a beer. Or, you know, it's a pee break. You know, yeah. it's, it's like yeah. we're all hanging out and having fun anyway. So, like, who cares if they work the track? Because it's just, to me, creates just a better experience. And, you know, if it, if it brings racers back. And I've never been to Hopstot and it not be packed. So Hopstot I mean, does a really great job of uh, keeping the fans entertained. I think if you think the – the track we work they do that they do it's about 90 percent every time so you you know from the being perfect for hot laps then they redo it some for the heat races they bring it back to about 90 percent and then you know the heat races b mains and then they bring it back another like roughly 90 percent so sure we're tightening the car up throughout the night to be able to last you know all 30 laps of the feature but overall like you know, we, we get lo- local uh, buddies that want to help at, at the track, and we're like, unless we're in a wreck, like, we don't really yeah. need much at Hobstock. And you that know, creates consistency for you guys, right? Yeah. Like, you know what to expect. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, like, you go to tracks like Paragon or Lawrenceburg where it's like, you know, you're turning 14 second laps and hot laps to turning, like, 18 second laps in the main event. That's where we're throwing the kitchen sink and, like, mm-hmm. trying to tighten the car up and get it ready for the main event. And if you don't, like, you're not going to be competitive. So those were, like, that's where we are really busting butt as a small team to try to make it, you know, make it and be competitive in the future. But at Hobstock, you don't have to do that. So it's kind of one of those, like, blessings <laughs> that you don't really recognize. Gives you guys a there. break. Yeah, really, though. It's it's good. So. Hell, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? After that, so yeah, uh, why Columbus? We, we we already talked about. Well, we already came talk about where you came from, but yeah, he's covered a lot of fun. ground. Yes, yeah. He, he so why Columbus? Us. So, so why Columbus? The, the dartboard, uh, throw it at the dart. No, it wasn't it's your okay. call, I guess. But yeah, so why um, Columbus? So, um, so my dad retired at the age of forty-four. He was a mechanic for the <clears> Los Angeles <throat> Municipal Transit Authority. Uh, so the idea behind Columbus was that it was big enough to have a Walmart, but small enough to feel country. Yeah. And it had interstate access. So yeah. you think, like, the town can continue to grow. It makes it easy for us to travel. Mm-hmm. And we could continue to, you know, <clears throat> you know, make it to all the races. We really chose it out of the idea of, like, we were going to be racing for quite a while. Uh, funny story, my, my parents actually met at Ascot Raceway in Southern nice. California. Yeah. So, uh, you know, really uh, racing has kept my family together. And we're happy to, uh, you know, continue it as long as we can i think when i go back to you know being a teenager and and thinking about racing long term and now being 29 pushing 30 i think uh we're still racing and we're still planning on racing for the you know near future so i think it's pretty impressive this ability to keep it going as long as we have 
So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Columbus, uh, you know, Columbus East High School graduate. Uh, outside of, you know, going to high school there, I kind of bounced out, you know, to Terre Haute, to Indy, now to Jasper. And yeah. I, I still have, a, you know, major respect for Columbus. Our race car shop is still in Columbus. But, uh, yeah, it's a good town. You know, really, you know, happy that my parents are still there. Uh, now that we're a couple hours away, you know, kind of hope that uh, we can be closer at some point. But outside of that, uh, you know, Columbus has treating, treated my family really well. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're glad it worked out. Yeah. What kind of racing did you start with in Indiana? Did you go straight into non-wing? Uh, so I ran quarter midgets from 2000 to 2006 in California. And then from there, uh, we went and uh, we sold everything except one uh, quarter midget. So that quarter midget's actually up on the wall in our shop. And I won't let my dad sell it because he built it. Mm. So uh, I kind of hope to put my kid in it someday. Yeah. And then we bought a micro sprint uh, in the end of 2006. We ran micro sprints at US 24 Speedway. At Peru, uh, which is now Circus City, yeah, I think Speedway, yeah. um, and we ran there for 2006, 2007, and then in two, uh, no, excuse me, 2007, 2008, and then at the end of 08, we sold our micro. We bought a sprint car from Casey Kane Racing when they saw their shop in Brownsburg, mm -hmm. and in 2009 we went sprint car racing. So I was. 15 I, I could drive a race car 120 miles an hour but i couldn't drive a car on the street right. so <laughs> it was uh going through driver's ed was kind of funny because they're yeah. like who has experience you know wrecking <laughs> and i was like me you know I, i've wrecked a sprint yeah. car like it's it's kind of intense let me show you what i do <laughs> yeah you know so <laughs> for fun i guess yeah, it's kind of funny so um yeah. i still uh racing requires me to um uh, you know break with my left foot and it still makes me drive that way today so yeah. It's, uh, you know, racing has made a big impact on my life. But uh, being able to race at a younger age in Indiana was a big, uh, you know, addition to our abilities here. And we're, uh, we're very happy we made the move. For sure. So give us a couple highlights of your 2022 season. Yeah, so 2022 was uh, a really a great season right off the bat. We were winning heat races. We were uh, very much... Uh, uh, you know, competitive. We were starting closer to the front. Felt like we were uh, on track for a really good year. And honestly, we were. And then uh, Sprint Week was, you know, kind of a positive and a downfall at the same time. We made the show at Hobsot. We qualified really well, I think like ninth overall. And, uh, it was, you know, started up front. We're running with good guys. You're ripping the lip. Yeah. Ripping the lip. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Sorry, it go was ahead. solid feedback. Yeah. <laughs> um, so funny story from qualifying. We're, you know, we're getting ready to qualify. And I think we were, you know, we were like the fourth or fifth car out. And my dad pops in and he's like, hey, I think you need to rip the lip. And I was like, never ripped the lip here before, but it's always just tacky. So you know, rip the lip and he's like, do it. And I was like, I guess we're going to wing it or non wing it or something. <laughs> I yeah. like what you did there. You know, so, <laughs> so we, we did and we qualified ninth overall and we were really fast. So it was really fun. And, uh, and then with like three to go, four to go, uh, we hurt the motor and I, you know, I was going down the straightaway and I wondered, and I was like, ah, is this, is this something? And I like, you know, lift, get in the corner, get back on the gas. And I was like, Oh, nope, nope. Something's bad. So, pulled it in and didn't create a yellow for the you know race or anything but 
realistically that was a six thousand dollar you know damage to our mm. motor so uh you know set us back and then from there it kind of just seemed like we didn't regain what we had pre-sprint week so we were fast it just you know luck wasn't on our side we would be running fourth or fifth and get a flat tire or something so 2022 though was really neat that uh, i'm a huge stats geek so i track every single stat capable of you know what we do race over race and uh, in 2022 was our best year ever at bringing money back in from winning so when you think of what we spend versus what we win um 2022 we averaged bringing home 499 dollars a race so you think like you know we have tire bills and you know engine bills and fuel you know, fuel and you know your cost to get in the pits or the cost to enter the race and <clears throat> you think of like years past we were in like the 300 dollar range so you think of being you know it's probably really the closest we'd ever been to breaking even until our last race of the year where um we ran lawrenceburg and only a couple local guys show up and Unfortunately, one of the other local guys comes and he spins out on like lap two and I had nowhere to go and I just hit him and flipped over and that was like a junk race car, junk front end, junk rear end. You know, it was like it added up real quick and we went from like almost breaking even on the year to being, you know, seven, eight grand in the hole. So, um, you know, this is a lot of our own pocket. You know, we do our best with the sponsorships that we have and advertising opportunities and the amount of money we're getting back. So, you know, when you run USAC, it's 500 to start, typically like four to five grand to win. And so that really makes a difference. But, um, you know, we're just a small team and, you know, we're really trying to stretch our dollar as far as we can. So 2022 overall, good year. Uh, something to build off of. I think we had a lot going on both uh, personally and in with our team. So I think we're really uh kind of teeing up 2023 we think it's going to be a good year and um there's really no reason for it not to be we're competitive we're fast so really thinking yeah. that uh this could be a good year so oh, not yeah. to like uh pour salt in the wounds but what's it like as a driver flipping and stuff <laughs> it's got to be a wild ride right uh if it's quiet it's bad so uh you know you you kind of it's like slow motion so you, you kind of see yourself like you see it start to happen and so you like you know it's coming. Yeah, you're like, oh, you, you kinda, yeah, you kind of know it's coming, and you know you kind of hope to miss it, and you're like on the brakes, you're really strategizing your opportunities to miss them. But overall, like sometimes it's the guy in front of you, and you're like, how do I miss this? And sometimes you just can't. So uh, realistically, it's, it's quiet, kind of. You just like start flipping, and you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then you open <laughs> your eyes somewhere in the middle, and you're like, so we wreck at Lawrenceburg. So what happened was like this guy in front of me spun and I like right reared over his left front. Mm. And then I like jump over his car and my car hops and then just, it just flips. And so I'm like upside down. And so realistically my mental thought is like, dang, it's quiet. And so I like open my eyes and I'm just staring at the ground and I'm like, ah, darn, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's kind of hard. So you're like, okay, well, and you just, you just hold on. You just like, you kind of tense up your body. You're just like, I'm going to do my best to just like stay still. That is wild. Um, it's like you're in a Ricky Bobby's I'm flying through the air right now. (laughs) It is. He's not wrong. I mean, you're just like, well, 
crap, you know. And mm-hmm. so it's uh, it, it's yeah, I mean, it's out of your hands at that point. You're really, just going for the ride. It really is. Wow, so that's crazy to hear that perspective of it. We're just, uh, you know, we're just trying to stay uh, as competitive as possible and as safe as possible. So, you know, I just bought a brand new Butler built seat. We're having, uh, you know, we buy the best of the best safety equipment, but there's always that aspect like maybe you didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. So. I think uh, the aspect of, like, we don't skimp on safety, period, no matter what it is. So uh, That's peace of mind. For you going into it, you're like, you know, shit can happen. But, it, yeah. you know, at least you got the best of the, the best. The best of the best. Safe yeah. as I can be yeah. as safe doing as, this sport. Yeah, yeah. As, as safe as I can be. That, that's 100% true. So we try to do our best. Um, you're never going to be perfect at it. Uh, I feel like many of the injuries in the sport come from um, – you know, people making decisions that, like, they don't really check us when we're, you know, they don't check your, mm-hmm. you know, belts or your head and neck restraints yeah. or your helmets or, like, there are tracks and series that do, but most of the time they don't. Mm-hmm. And so when you see people getting in trouble for something or, like, getting hurt and you're like, come on, that gives us all a bad name because you skipped on a step that, yeah, you know, we know better. Sure. We should do better. We should hold ourselves to a higher standard. But, like, ultimately, it's the guy in the seat that makes the decision if they're going to do it or not. And I think for me, I don't – I'm not going to skimp on that. Like, yeah. if, if my seatbelt comes loose, I'm going to stop. If I, uh, you know, don't think something's right or I think my car is damaged, I'm going to stop. Um, it's not worth wrecking my car over finishing 16th versus 20th. Sure. Like, I'm just going to pull in and say, you know yeah. what, like, I don't know what's wrong, but I'm going to, you know, make sure that it's yeah. right. Wow. So that says a lot about your personal accountability and self-awareness of, you know, yeah. the reality of the situation and, and what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you. it, you know, it, it hurts me the most. And you kind of learn those from bad experiences. And I had one that, uh, you know, my, my front end was off. My, my steering wheel was off. I, you know, I should have pulled off. But I was like, no, I don't know. Like, car feels fine. Like, my, sure, my steering wheel is off, but, like, we're going to keep going. And then uh, I had a part failure, and it plugged it in the wall and flipped over. And it went from, like, oh, this could have been a couple hundred dollar fix to, like, it was a $4,000 fix. And you're yep. like, well, if I just would have pulled off. And so we kind of had that, like, talk. You know, it's not worth just yeah finishing a couple spots better yeah. to, like. Lesson learned. You know, yeah. you should just pull off. So, um, you know, we only race 20 to 25 races a year. We need to make, you know, the most the, of it, the most of every race that we run. So just trying to do our best as far as, uh, making our races, uh, you know, worth our time, worth the fans time. You know, if, if fans don't show up, you know, we're not going to keep racing there because yeah. the track's going to close. So making the best opportunity for what we have and, uh, you know, seems, seems to work. Okay. We need to do a little better, but. Yeah, well, good for you, man. That's, we'll try. Uh, that's pretty self-aware. So talk, talking on uh, talking on Sprint Week, which race? Which uh, races did you hit? You hit all of them, half of them. No, pick and choose. Yeah, we really pick and choose. I mean, these guys are just outspending us. And that's um, a growing schedule too. You know, I mean. tenfold. So yeah, well, um, we really pick the races that we can do the best at. It just kind of depends. Um, we'll typically run Lawrenceburg. Uh, last year we ran Hobstadt and we didn't run Lawrenceburg. Uh, Lawrenceburg's kind of been our home track there for quite a while. Uh, we have a lot of laps around there, but uh, the big complaint 
about Lawrenceburg is that it's just way tackier when USAC shows up versus our local races, which doesn't it doesn't translate very well for like sure I have a lot of laps. I've I've I'm probably in the last ten years I'm probably top five in laps run at Lawrenceburg. But when you when USAC shows up it's tackier, it's rougher, you know these guys that run USAC are just like, well, we're used to this. But as a local guy, you're not. Yeah. You're not used to it. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, like, we go from running 14, 8, 14, 9-second laps and qualifying on a local level to USAC shows up, and you have to run, like, a 14-3 to be in the top five. And it's like, we don't we don't see this ever. You know, Jake Swanson shows up and runs a, you know, 14-0, and you're like, I haven't Damn. seen a 14-0 in, you know, seven years. Right. Yeah. But then here, you know, he just shows up and does that. So that's kind of an aspect of our uh, development that we really pick and choose the USAC races we're going to run and how we uh, how we best, you know, make money back on our own. Sure. And, and there's like a fun aspect to it, too, that we, you know, we're a small team. We recognize we're a small team, but... You know, we're going to do our best to, you know, not only race against the best, but have fun doing it. Um, a little plug for Jasper Engines, but their uh, motto is do it right and have fun. And I, and I think that that's a that's a, that's kind of how we run our race team. Like, yeah. we're, we're trying to do it right and have fun. Yeah. And if we're not having fun, it's way too expensive yeah. to yeah. do this sport. And, <coughs> and you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Which leads us into not having fun at Red Hill last year. Red Hill. <laughs> if you want to uh, touch on that. Yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, Red Hill, man. So, we showed up um, on the uh, – so, MSCS, wonderful uh, wonderful program. They group qualify. They are really like a racer series. They do their best to keep mm-hmm. everybody happy. And uh, we show up to Red Hill, completely random for us. Like, we don't – you know, I think we raced the day before, and then we, like, got the car clean, got it maintenanced. We show up to Red Hill. This is a wild hair. You're like, yeah, yeah just, just kind of like, it, yeah. why not, right? So it's just me and Dad. Nobody else is, you know, we we're kind of used to running the show, but it was just us. And we show up to Red Hill, and we're like, okay, it looks a little dry. Like we're okay, we'll be fine. Like it's a big <laughs> track. Yeah. And so we go out for hot lap qualifying, and we're on like good tires. We're not on like brand new tires, but they're very very good shape. And we just annihilate them <laughs> they are they are bare bones and like, like after, drag slicks after <laughs> three laps of, of green flag oh, wow. hot laps Ooh. right and so um on the topic of being there we're getting ready to hot lap and my dad has these sunglasses on and like rocks start coming over Ooh. the fence and he gets smoked like right in the lens and so like luckily the lens doesn't break but it's like dead center with his eye Ooh. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, this is kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. we go out for hot laps, and we're like, okay, we were, I don't know, what, I think we made the invert. So we were top four quick, but we just destroyed that set of tires. And we kind of talked to him, and we're like, hey, this is not good. And so everybody is up in arms. Like all the drivers, all the teams are like, we can't do this. We can't afford this. This is really expensive. And so we say the same thing, and we're like, if they're not going to do anything, like, we're going to go home. And they brought out the water truck, but they, like, just spritzed water out. Nothing major. And I was just honest. And I was like, guys, I, I hate to say this, but if I'm going to destroy two tires every time I'm on the track, 
you know, I'm mm. going to destroy six tires tonight. Well, six tires, $300 each. That's $1,500. And, like, it's Ouch. only two grand to win. Yeah. So, realistically, yeah. the winner is Risk not. Risk and reward. Yeah. Not there. So, I was very honest. I said, guys, I, if this is it, I'm going home. And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm going home. Like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is it. This is the end for me. So, I was the only car. Like, everybody complained about it, but nobody was yeah, willing to leave. Stayed. Yeah, And I was like, you know what? Sometimes you just have to stand your ground. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. last year, Hoosiers rule, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't sell you any tires uh, except at a racetrack. Yep. And the only way you could buy tires at a racetrack is one right rear and one left rear per race. So if I destroyed six tires, mm-hmm. I could only buy two to replace the six that I wore Then you're out. scrambling. Then I'm scrambling. Yeah. yeah. So we, Not worth it. we loaded up and we went home and mm-hmm. like Indiana open wheel and like, you know, yeah. social media was like, oh my gosh, like a team loaded up and went home and we were like, yeah, well, everybody said they were going to and we were the only ones that <laughs> did. <laughs> so, All bark, no bite, right? Yeah. 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 So I, we just stood our ground and we we're like, you know what? We do this for fun. And, uh, you know, if I destroy $3,000 in tires, that's 10% of my budget yeah, in one night. For the year. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's, so why would I, that's why easy would I do that? So, um, so I appreciate the aspect that they were trying. Yeah. I think that it just wasn't set up for as soft as sprint car tires are. Um, and they haven't run there in a while, which you yeah. know, that's part of the reason, too. But I mean, t- they weren't ready. But. Tire wear was, is unfortunate because we're – it's expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And – I don't think people recognize the amount of money that it takes to show up to race, and sometimes I'm I'm curious by decisions that, you know, it's like, well, well we're gonna it rubbers up and we're gonna destroy tires, and people just think, oh, well, you chose to race, so that's your own fault. So, well, we chose not to race. Still gotta <laughs> eat. <laughs> I went home. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I hate to. I want the track seemed fun. I wanted to support yeah. them. Uh, I appreciate the Midwest Sprint Car Series for giving us another track to race at. Yeah, um, yeah we're not bashing anybody. No, no, no. I'm no. really but not I mean, trying yeah. to. B- but, like, that that's that, math. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's you the do math. Best, best for you. So, you know, it was just expensive, and we do this for fun, and we're just not there. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it makes you appreciate tracks like Hopstot, right? I mean, uh-huh. Tri-State Speedway does a darn good job of yeah. prepping the track and keeping us, you know, well-prepared and um, you know, you go to other places that rubber down all the time or it's always dry and you're like, gosh, I just want to run hop stop, you right. know, cause like <laughs> that, that keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. you've already mentioned them and then, uh, Lawrenceburg as well. Would there be another track that's your favorite in, here in the state or is there another one you might circle and say, I kind of like this one too. Um, Putnamville, Gas City, Kokomo, any of those have been to the Terre Haute, probably so not Terre Haute. But yeah. No, actually I, I would probably say we do the best at Terre Haute. Yeah. Um, Coke. Kokomo is really great when USAC guys have a day off mm-hmm. on a Sunday, they go to Kokomo. Yep. And so Kokomo pays um, standard standard payout, but USAC guys show up to it, and it makes it hard even yeah. to run, like, top ten because – Because those guys are there. Yeah, seven yeah. USAC guys show up, right? Justin Grant, Brady Bacon. Maybe Swanson. You know, yeah, Blue. Swanson. Yeah, so, like, you get these guys that show up, and you're like, gosh, you know, it's it's hard to just finish top ten at – yeah, I guess our thought pattern is if we're going to race against USAC competition, we want USAC pay. That's fair. 
Yeah, right. that's fair. So why would I show up to, you know, a Kokomo, which Kokomo is phenomenal. It's yeah. a great track. Great, great facility. You know, great facility. They treat us well. It's really a good time. And that's why everybody goes there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so overall, I'd say, you know, Lawrenceburg, definitely a top-tier track for us. Uh, Hobsot, top-tier track for us. Uh, we, we've frequented Gas City quite a bit um, when they were under um, – Gappins, Jerry Gappins. Jerry Gappins, yeah. yeah. When so, he ran it. Yeah, he was doing a really good job. Um, outside of that, I think we just kind of hit and miss, like, MSCS shows, uh, Boss shows, yeah. USAC shows. Uh, they pay better. It's, it's you know, better yeah. off for us. You're, run, you're running against better competition. Uh, Matt Westfall, Isaac Chappell. Yeah. You know, these guys that really run well with them. They'll, they'll show up to those races with the Boss series. Um, with the MSCS races, you get all of the the five cars, right? Chase Stockin, Jason Persley, Jason yep. McDougal, Ketchmint will pull his car out. Yep. Um, so, you know, you get some, like, good quality cars that you race against. Kyle Cummins, he'll run yeah. the MSCS show. Yeah, he's so, decent. Yeah. Oh, he's decent. <laughs> decent. <laughs> decent. Yeah. yeah, he's decent. decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. So, uh, yeah, that was. I wasn't making fun of anybody. No, yeah. it was That uh, was sarcasm. He's yeah. very good. So, I think for us um, – Supporting the regional series, like, they depend on teams like us showing up. Yeah. And when it pays better, we enjoy the racetrack. I think that, you know, really leads us to to wanting to run with them because we fit the, the mold. Yeah. Um, ultimately, like, do we want to win a championship? Like, man, yes. Like, we, oh, yeah. we really did. And we almost won Gas City in 2020. We were really close. Ended up finishing second. Um, and that was kind of a heartbreak, but overall, uh, we're just trying to have fun yeah. and the aspect of being able to take occasional weekends off, go camping, go, yeah, go do something else is really nice. And, um, there's plenty of races in Indiana. So as long as we can fit in our, you know, 25 or so races, yeah. like, we'll, you know, we'll be pretty happy. So is that the goal? 25? Yeah. Like, somewhere I would say, around there. Yeah. So like our schedule has about like 40 races on it right now. And by the time that rain knocks oh, yeah. out, you know, 10, and then we make some, de- you know, decisions on if it's like 50% chance of rain up in Michigan, but it's a two-day show, and it's like, I hate to get up there and yeah. rain out. Sit there and watch well, it rain. Well, on the spectator home. side, we've been on the other side of that, like, hey, we're going to travel, like, even yeah. an hour or two away. It's like, okay, or, like, are we going to go, like, looking at the radar? Yeah. yeah. Split decision, like game time decision, like are we going? So I, I can't even imagine on, oh, it's you know, the same your thing perspective. You know, sometimes we get to the track and we don't even unload our car. We're just like, we know we're ready, but like, is it going to rain? Yeah. So then we yeah. kind of wait. And then you're there and you're like, I still think it's going to rain out. And they're like, no, we're hot lapping. And you're like, uh-huh. but do we unload our <laughs> car? Like yeah. by the time, by the time you make one lap, uh-huh. you might as well have run a whole night. Like, you know, as no, far as like how prep I, and yeah. yeah, like how dirty the car is. Well, see, our prep clean. is like, do we have enough beer? <laughs> and if it gets canceled, it's like, okay, we're this beer's still going to get drank. It's just a yeah. matter of where. where yeah. You know. Well, see, I was I was actually thinking yeah. uh, earlier today, uh, you know, just weather and, and how crazy it's been lately. Like me and Bunner were going to go to uh, Arca race at Salem, and it was a game time decision. Yeah. And it's it was uh, we were both living in Oberfeld at the time. It was like what hour hour and a half drive mm-hmm. probably yeah. and it was like game time decision and i was like eh, 
fuck it, like coolers packed. Let's just run. Worst case scenario, we road trip all over southern Indiana. We want. They started early. We got there like. What? But they didn't post anything. That they didn't post early. anything. They started early because we got like, there to get and, and we hear cars are on track. I'm like, what the hell? It's like, well, maybe it's like they're getting just. They're like what forty laps in. Yeah, yeah we stay racing. for 15, 20 laps and it starts pouring. Yeah, like, but they they were it was raining and they had to pace. They had to get halfway. So what was it like a. 100 lap race, Something 200 lap like race. That, they had to get yeah. to so they're pacing, counting the pace laps as it's raining. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, it's going to take a couple hours to drive the track races over. Yeah, like, so we like we perfect. drove all the way up there for, what, 15, 20 laps, and then yeah. like we just went home and, yeah. you know, whatever. It was yeah. still a good day. We like stopped by the liquor store and went home. And <laughs> grilled some, we grilled <laughs> yeah. some chicken wings. We had Gatorade and so. vodka and yeah. came back and yeah, ate and, and hung out anyway. But there's – yeah. Uh, long story short, way more steak for you guys yeah. than it was for us. <laughs> it's expensive, you know, for yeah. us to show up and get some, uh, you know, get some laps in. So we really try to yeah. make it worth our time. I think, um, funny story, we are going to go to Paragon last year. There was a weekend that we were like, you know what, it's going to rain out. So it takes me longer to get there than the shop, um, you know, with the truck and trailer. So I was like probably halfway there. I was running a little early. And so I was halfway there. And my dad calls, and he's like, this is getting rained out. There's no way. And I was like, I don't know. I'm driving. Give me a second. So I pull off the road, and I look at my map, and I'm like, it's getting rained out. There's n- there's no way this is happening. And he's like, all right, I'm not leaving. Like, I, you know, go home. And I was like, all right, going home. So we ended up at a friend's house and kind of like Duff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're, yeah. At, we're at a friend's house. Somehow the rain misses Duff. We're like outside. You know, we got a fire going. And then I'm, like, watching the radar, though, the whole time. I'm like, is Paragon going to get rained out? And so Paragon hot laps, they qualify. They heat, you know, they're, like, mid-heat race, pour, yep. you know, just pours. Yeah. And they're like, the and, and we're over here, like, jumping up and down. We're like, yes, we made the yeah. right decision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember hearing well, social media, like you said, going up nuts on that. But yeah. Because so guys were kind of on the fence about going, and then, like you just said, yeah, yeah. what happened. But, but how, how many outlaw parties have we celebrated at my at house. your house versus at the track, <laughs> like yeah. Dude, one year was four be, out of one five. One of them was going to be on my birthday, and yeah, guess what? It, too, it was going to run it on a Sunday, and it ended up being yeah, rained at, out at Tri-State. And look forward to I it got, every year, like yeah. you know, have a big showing. So you know, guess who got annihilated party. in my backyard at the barn? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our rubber boots because <laughs> yeah. it was like rain was yeah. six inches deep. Yeah, but uh, another one real quick. Me and you were, and I, I saw a picture the other day on my phone. Whenever they had that big power rise show, it was supposed to be at Hopstop, they had the power rise sprints and the midgets. Man, they had Keith Coons trailers there, like everything. <laughs> we get there in the camper, we're ready to go, and then boom, like I said, right before the race started. So I got a picture of us. We're out there just getting shit faced in the camper. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're like, like in uh, the parking lot. Yeah. It rained out. Yeah, like, we're in the parking it, lot. It, like, that's the thing, too. Like, right before the race starts, is it starts raining. There's a big storm that comes through literally right before you're supposed to hot lap or draw or whatever. They delay it. But anyways, there's there's a lot, been a lot of that happened. Yeah. Like you said, you're a driver, but, so but you, you've done it, but it sucks. You but. have a lot more stake than, than we do, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But we're always, you know, the week of, we're, like, watching the radar and shit. Yeah. But, like, worst case scenario, like, we go back to the camper. But for us, it's a, it's a, once you make one lap on the track, man, it yeah. is the same cleanup as if yep. I run a full <laughs> night. So, like, yeah. I'm going to go to the car wash or be or it. clean up or whatever. Yeah. yeah got to be worth it you know and that sucks if you get rained out halfway through because they're like oh like we're gonna finish that another night and you're like i wasn't planning on being there right or like a uh adora it's like okay well like they delay 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 and like okay we're starting to race and two in the morning it's like whoo yeah i don't know i don't know what that means for you guys as as racers drivers but it's like 
Shoo. Well, yeah, that's rough. That's got to be rough. I made a comment about being a kid and, and uh, falling asleep in the car as you're waiting for the races, and it's no different as an adult. You're, uh, you're just <laughs> probably like, worse. Yeah, you're like, well, I'm going to go to bed, and, you know, if we race, we race. But uh, typically tracks, you know, recognize it pretty yeah, quickly sure. that, you know, we're, you know, we're not going <clears> to <throat> get this race in. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's good. I think, uh, I mean, Indiana creates its own challenges with the amount of rain we get during the summer. But, yeah. Uh, I well, especially the last few years, like we've had some very wet summers, yeah. like August races that have been, yeah. have been rained out, and it's like, yeah, what? It it's just very uh, yeah. unpredictable. I uh, I got my MBA from University of Southern Indiana in Evansville, and I remember thinking like, ah, oh, like I was running for points at Lawrenceburg, and I was like, I'm gonna miss a race. I was like, man, I hope it rains that day, because to me it was important to go there and go show up and like actually walk across the stage and you know it's an achievement right you can do something like major and i do that and then and it just it poured and poured and like completely rained out lawrenceburg well turns out that may we didn't get a single race in like we took the whole month of may off because it rained so much yeah and it's 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 common like it just randomly all of a sudden it doesn't rain all week rains on friday well if it rains on friday May not be racing yeah. Saturday. Yeah. I feel like that's always our, our outlaw weekend is always like you're watching the weather. Yeah. Like you hope it happens, but you don't actually expect it to. And if it does, it's just like, yeah. hell yeah. Or you hope it just barely clips it or barely misses you. Yeah, just, you never know what's going to hit. Which our perspective, like Tri-State, <laughs> like you know they're going to work the track. And if they call it, then it's, yeah, it's, it's, day yeah. it's done. Yeah. 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 yeah, there was no real shot if Tri-State calls it. No. Yeah. No, they're. I mean, they have the best farmers in the – in the history of racing I think, so. <laughs> yeah shout yeah, out but yeah yeah like if, if they call it early it's it, and even game time decision like it's not like at least at tri-state tri-state if you know they call it like close to race time it, it's not for lack of of trying literally all week to get yeah, it tom's out there working his ass off he's out there through the week I've, we've seen it we yeah. talk about it all the time he's out there i go to daywigs on you know tuesday lunch break or whatever tuesday he's out there running a tractor around yeah. there greater or something <laughs> So it's, but I mean, it sucks for everybody, but yeah. it's, it's not for lack of trying for yeah. sure. You know, it's, you know, you just hope it goes, but if not, then, you know, oh, well, we'll drink our beer in, in the garage somewhere. And mm-hmm. I mean, we do the same thing. It's just a little further away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, a little more stake on, on your part. You've, you've told us a couple of your favorite places. Uh, don't have to answer if you don't want to, but you got a least favorite, like one you just don't want to go to, but. Damn it, I got to. Uh, bad know. luck or bad racing. They're or, the only place or otherwise. Racing or. So least favorite. I think, uh, I mean, we've run all the tracks in Indiana. I think uh, I've barely run Bloomington. and uh, However, that is also my best ever USAC finish. Uh, we ran, I pushed Levi Jones for second and then um, fell out of the rubber and I got impatient. And uh, ended up falling back, finished ninth, and but uh, so like like I don't have a run there, but we had a really we've had some really good runs there. Yeah. So as far as like least favorite though, um, I feel like my only thing is like my love hate relationship with Lawrenceburg, because like I love Lawrenceburg. I think it's a great track. It promotes good racing, but 
I hate flipping there, and I freaking yeah. flip there every year. <laughs> like, it's always big. Yeah, There's that kind of probably puts pretty, a damper on things. It's pretty gnarly there, yeah. I mean, we've never been, but we've talked to people. Like, Chet Williams, We've he said he was there one year, and his, I think he said his Chad Bass flick was – he said he's just cruising next to him and just – you can just hear the car just crunching as he's yeah. you know, right next to him. But So, like, I, I love Lawrenceburg, and I will I will always support the place as long as they continue, continue to promote good racing – but like wrecking there hurts. Yeah. And it's like, you know, every time it's like I, I you know, I don't I don't wanna wreck there. Well don't do that. Well I try <laughs> not that's what my dad says too. You know, he's like, just don't do it and I'm like, I know. Like I'm right? no professional, but damn, just quit. Yeah, so I think the the hard thing is you commit to the speed and you commit to an entry and then once you commit to like, you know, getting your car in the corner and something happens in front of you, there's just That's no not on you at that point. Yeah, you're just kind of along. You're at their mercy. Yeah, I I mean, you know, last year there was another aspect of like, you know, Max Adams, Moffitt, Sterling Kling, all, you know, kind of getting in wrecks, and I kind of kept missing it. And then eventually, like, someone jumped the cushion, and, you know, Sterling Kling, or no, it was Max Adams and I, we, you know, get together, and it was like, there was just no missing it, you know, and it was kind of really frustrating that you. you So I'm I'm picturing like Days of Thunder, (laughs) Smoke. Spotter in your ear, <laughs> send it. Like, like, yeah. How do you anticipate that? You just like assume that they're gonna go down the hill at some point, and so you make a, you make a decision as like, are you gonna go around them, or are you gonna go under them? Because if you aim for them, you're gonna, you know, wherever yeah. wherever you're looking, you're gonna hit. Sure. So, um, I, you know, typically my aspect is to go around them and assume that they're going to go down the hill at some point um because you know the higher the like the higher the banking the more likely sure. they're just going to come down and see in my mind so. i'm seeing this play through and like i've got shit halfway up my back <laughs> so <laughs> you're probably seeing this as like you know it's just all reactionary split second like you know split yeah. decision where am i going to go like least damage it's like, man, that's got to be so. Like that seat has to be that seat would be like sucked up in my ass. <laughs> my butt would be so puckered. So my I just fit. can't. It's just crazy hearing your perspective of it. Just like so casual, like yeah, you know, I don't hear anything. I'm just floating through the air like Ricky Bobby. No big deal. Like, <laughs> so, so not my, to get back on that. It's just that's just crazy to me to fathom being in that situation. Yeah. So my fifth race in a sprint car. It's at Lawrenceburg. Uh, it's my first ever time at Lawrenceburg. And for some reason, I don't understand why, I started in the front of my heat race. I run second to Damien Gardner. So I'm starting like, you know, whatever, seventh, I think, in my in the main event. And so my dad pops up, and he's like, hey, you, you nervous? And I was like, yeah. He's like, why? And I was like, Damien Gardner, Nick Foss, uh, John Stambro, Dave Darlin, like all these no like. No big deal. You maybe, know, uh, major guys, <laughs> right? Maybe, uh, yeah, Cruzman or somebody <laughs> yeah. like that. Or uh, Levi. You mentioned you know, Levi earlier. So I'm like, oh, gosh, like these guys are good. And I'm starting seventh. And I'm like, oh, man, this is kind of crazy. I'm 15, right? Yeah. So we we take the lead or we take the green flag. We go on the front straightaway. Brett Burdett is running for Jeff Walker in the white 17 car. And so Brett Burdett. He, like, catches Joss Moffat's left rear, and he's in a five-bar maxim, which has, like, a really, like, front-forward sway bar. So is that a chassis? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> so, like, 
his his Maxim chassis, like he like catches Moffat's left rear and he just digs this car in the ground and all of a sudden like it's like a pole vaulter <laughs> yeah. in you know, college. Yeah. That's kind what of I'm thing, picturing. Right? And he just goes up. Sailing. And, and I remember it's like you know, I'm, I mean I'm young, right? I'm fifteen and I'm like, Oh crap and I like duck down in the <laughs> car. <laughs> and I like drive <laughs> underneath him and I like park the car because obviously they go red flag. So really funny story is that the guy on the on the uh Raceiver is like ooh ah e ah <laughs> flip, flip, flip and turn one flip and turn one. like everybody stop you know but you hear him like everyone yeah. you're like oh ah, shit ah. yeah and ooh. so like I like parked the car and I'm like did that just happen like I drove under him it's like shit you, you see in the movies or something yeah yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. and I, I get out of the car at the end of the night and I was like I don't even is that real. <laughs> uh, you know, and I and so I have I feel this like that's photo. That's a bad sign when that guy's over the radio. Like, yeah, ah, <laughs> yeah, like throwing out all the vowels, <laughs> no consonants. Yeah. So I have this photo. It's really low quality. I don't know if I can still find it, but it's like me underneath Brett Burdett, and I'm like, dude, Ooh, it's tough. That's like, I, I. He he got hyped. Damn. And uh, kind of impressive, but kind of funny. So I was, uh, you know. I was really seeing some stuff there early in my career in sprint mm-hmm. cars. Shit, but now looking back, you're like, damn, that was that was messed up. Yeah, yeah, I I don't want to repeat that. Yeah, wow, what a ride, sure. that poor dude. You think he hurt anything? No, he was fine. And actually, it. So I remember hearing a story from Jeff Walker that it didn't even bend the car, and they ran that car like you know two weeks later. Hmm. Shit, good for him. Yeah, so so it was all PR for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good for him. It yeah, good. it was it's all good. part of the plan. So I mean, Lawrenceburg's fast. It's fun. Um, it creates some big wrecks, unfortunately, sometimes. But I think a lot of people get afraid of big tracks. But you know, some of the worst wrecks I've ever seen are at small tracks. Yeah, you know, like Bloomington. A lot of fighting, a lot yeah. of elbows out, as Clint Boyer says. But yeah, yeah. So I, I think it just. They just happen anywhere. It doesn't really matter. You just have to expect that sometimes you're on the bad end, sometimes you're on the good end. You always hope you're on the good end. But uh, we're, uh, you know, we're a small team. So, you know, we recognize the aspect that this stuff happens. But at the same time, we always try to put ourselves in the best position, you know, to to keep going and and race next week. That pretty much just sums up racing as a whole. Sometimes you're on the good end, sometimes you're bad end, just over the best. Yep. What, Can't what go kind, wrong with that. What kind of track do you like the best? Like bull ring, big three eighths, half mile. Like, um, I would say like a three eighths with a small cushion. You know, it lets you really drive it in there and like lean against it. And if you blow through it, you know you have to be careful that you're gonna go smoke the wall. But um, so North Vernon, Indiana, small you know small three eighths. It's uh, real close to my parents, like 15 miles from our shop, and uh, they were really common for like a really soft cushion. So three of our feature winds are there, and it's like, you know, it, it's typically drier, but then you get the soft cushion that you just like go hit, and as long as you got your foot, you know, foot in it, you're gonna be fine. And I would say that would be my, you know, hopeful track is to. Just uh, you don't have to worry about biking as much. You just kind of drive it real hard, and but you drive it too hard, and you drive through the cushion. So that's the, you know that's the downfall. So with that, do you have like a a style? Do you like like to run low or like to run high, or is it pretty much just de- track dependent on where you like to run? Uh, definitely track dependent, but I would say that we typically, uh, if we can set up for the cushion, we're gonna do it. 
Uh, rip the lip, huh? Yeah, rip yeah. the lip, man. <laughs> that opened the door, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, maybe seal the deal. It kind of depends. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> but, uh, no, we're, we're good. It's uh, I would say run in the kitchen would be uh, the primary choice. Um, you know, guys like Brady Bacon, C.J. Leary, Justin Grant, mm-hmm. they re- they're really good at deciding when to run the bottom. And I envy that opportunity because when I feel like the track is around the bottom and then somebody just rips around me on the top, I'm, like, so mad about it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm like, wow, Kicking like, yourself in the yeah, ass. It's, like it, it's two totally different setups to run the bottom and run the top. So in wing cars, they can kind of do both. And in the non-wing car, it, you very much have to pick your pick your decision with what you're going to do. So. And how hard is that? Um you know, for like a lay person like me, if you're set up to run inside or whatever, and, and the outside's fast, like the cushion's fast, like do you change that setup? <coughs> Excuse me, change that setup at all, or do you run? Um, just stick to what you got. Or it depends on the track. Just make it work. I guess. Kind of depends on, on, on the track. So I have seven in-car adjusters, so I can really fix it. and I can really mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Start options, turning knobs. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, if I can fix it. And r- change to what I want to, what I think is fastest. I will. It kind of just depends on the track. Sure. Um, and, I, and I know that's a vague question, but yeah, we're, we're. I mean, we're pretty good at like being close. I think the biggest change is like aggression and running the line that you know is fast when like you're running against USAC level quality cars versus local cars. You know, there's like a level of uh, local guys that are willing to wreck to win. Or it's like willing to not wreck and run second or third. Sure. I, I kind of find myself more in that second tier yeah. where I'm like, I want to race next week. And if like, I think they're going to wreck. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. And sometimes you win a race because you're like, that guy wrecked. Like, you know, sucks for him. But yeah. mm-hmm. at I'm the same time. Yeah. So at the same time, you're just like trying to play that game of like i want to race next week without yeah, destroying my i don't want to get wadded up yeah and spend a week fixing my car it sucks you know especially it's just like mainly two of us doing most of that work yeah. so tell you know until i started racing so i my mom uh, sold souvenirs for scra working for ron schumann and paula schumann what's scra um so the sprint car racing association okay so SCRA pretty much ran the West Coast racing gotcha. until USAC okay. fit in in like yeah. 2007, That's probably familiar to you guys. 2008. Somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my my, uh, my mom worked for SCRA, and then my dad was a crew chief. So, uh, you know, definitely hard to hate on Paris. It's like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. probably my dream track. I went back for the night one of the Oval Nationals last year. I was there for work, and then in the night at the Oval National. Yeah. So so did you do much racing out there growing up? Or um, was it your most of your racing like Midwest yeah, like I mean when I, you moved? I ran quarter midgets, so 2000 to 2006. Uh, ran quarter midgets in the West Coast. And, I mean, I grew up with guys like Ryan Bernal and uh, yep. you know, Justin Grant. And, actually, I reached out to Grant, you know, a couple months ago. And I was like, was this you, like, back in <laughs> like oh four yeah. you know at sacramento and yeah. he's like yep that's me you know yeah. and so uh definitely uh i've known these guys a long time and you know you race against them you know the shane golovic and the dustin golovic and uh you know you gardner just, and yeah uh, 
back even before that, uh, who's in the number 50 car? Mike Spencer, guys like that. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I've known Mike a long time. Um, before Mike, it was uh, Richard Griffin, the gas man in the 50 car. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, Rip Williams and all his yeah. sons. Like, I've known Boston them since I was a kid. Them. So, like, yeah. well, you know, we're not on, like, you know, close friends by any means. But, you know, you, you kind of grew yeah. up around yeah, these sure, guys. Sure. And you kind of know them for a long time. So, it's, uh, you know, I think on the West Coast, Austin Grabowski is kind of an up-and-coming yeah. sprint car guy there. and been uh been growing and so it's uh it's good i think the west coast scene is very different from the midwest scene you know they kind of still it's not scra anymore but they still follow the same format like they don't have any competing races so on a saturday night here in indiana you have lawrenceburg putnamville hobstadt um usac might be racing somewhere like you run into like you know, it's like fans out everybody. Yeah, there's yeah. some going on yeah, all the time. Right. Yeah. And yeah. on the West Coast, they don't have that. So yeah. it's everybody showing up to one race in Arizona. Or and then you got your NorCal and your SoCal people, too. You yeah. got yeah. Paris and you got Placerville and you got different, you know, different parts of Stockton, all that, all that yep. northern part uh, stuff. But So definitely uh, interesting, <laughs> you know, layout and how they do it. But I would say before we give it up, my, my hope is to run, like, if we, if we fit in like a two to three week run as many California races as we can, I would love to fit in just like one more, you know, if it's like Paris, Ventura, Santa Maria. Yeah. Um, yeah. King, Homecoming kind of you know, deal, right? Arizona, you know, some, some aspect yeah. of like fitting in as much as we can in a month and just like using all my vacation time from work. <laughs> or some, yeah. yeah. Some aspect of like just one more time to yeah. run out there because i grew up at all those tracks and like it still eats me to this day to not run manzanita and yeah. manzanita has been closed since 2006 so mm-hmm. um you know just definitely interesting yeah, it's no longer it's plowed down so yeah yeah it's unfortunate i know calistoga they're under the uh, target now they're the crosshairs now but not yep. looking good there either but uh what about so uh what's your goal i mean you said you wanted to do that but like full-time series no full-time you want to do like the hobby type deal like you're doing now maybe whatever you It'd know d- like you said depends on sponsorship and things yeah, like that or it does how far you want to go with it but it would be nice to have a track championship at some point yeah we were on the verge at gas yeah. city uh going into the last race we were leading points um i kind of drove over my head and missed the show and mm. uh you know i think like 40 cars showed up and it was like yeah, I was just pushing. I was really just trying, and it was my own fault. So um, it would be nice to have a track championship at some point. But uh, overall, I think the aspect of just racing where we want to race is very, very uh, appealing to our team. And, you know, we're just doing our best. Yeah. yeah. Whatever we can do to make our money last the longest. Yeah. And, uh, just kind of depends so I, I think no major goals at this point like we yeah. kind of recognize where we are hope hope to win a championship in some form at some point but um you know i think you, we you get burnout yeah. on running for a championship because you that's do a lot it of pressure yeah that's a lot of pressure on yourself on, you know focused on that of course but yep yeah so you know you do that for a couple of years and then you take a couple of years off and then you're like ah oh, screw it we're gonna do it again yeah. and like yeah it just it's just as ever ending game. Well, and you, you mention Oh, go ahead, Charlie. I just you just got to be there at every freaking race too. Yeah. You can't miss your regular track to go run this USAC one that you know you you think you've got a shot. Yep. You think you can run with them. 
you can win ten grand here, but you're going to win one grand at yeah. your local track, but you miss that week, then yeah. you well, lose we saw, that on uh, your championship. We saw um, Jeff Ensign do that last year. <clears throat> yeah. He was going for the Lincoln Park Speedway uh, weekly yeah. championship, and then guess what was that weekend? Four crown. And yep. he got an opportunity to run four crown for Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a dream running at Eldora. Right. You know, and he missed the championship by a few points because uh, Tomahawk got him, I think. But, I mean, yep. it's the shit the shit, uh, shit happens. Yeah, I think uh, a good example is like running MSCS, which I really appreciate the MSCS series. But, like, all of the times that they run with USAC is also very tough because yeah, all those guys it's like – Though they do a double Putnamville weekend. Yeah, the uh, Bell Gardner Sprintacular. Yeah, right. Fifty cars show up. It's crazy. Every every race. Fifty plus. Yeah, yeah. around there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, as an MSCS regular, you're at a downfall because you're likely not to make the show at least one of the two nights because it's just it's hard, right? Yeah, yeah, USAC showed up to it, and it's a full on group. So yeah, that's one of those things. Like if you're going to run MSCS, well. I don't want to show up to those two, and it makes it kind of mm-hmm. yeah, kind of hard. Yeah, and, and you're probably not alone in that. Like, I don't want to speak for the whole series, but I mean, there's probably plenty of of guys in in your similar situation that that have to make that decision and and do with their schedule the best they can with it, and and, and make those decisions of what's best for for our situation. Yep. Like, you're probably not alone in that, right? Re- realistically, every time we show up to a track, if you add up all of our expenses, every race costs us about $1,000. So, Just boom, you know, out of the, like, right off the bat, out of the pocket, boom. Yeah. So and, I, and I love, like, as a, as a lay person, I love hearing that perspective of what it means to a, a non, I guess, non-full-time guy, for lack of better yeah. terminology. Those reasons alone is, like, why me and Bunner – say like on this podcast all the time you're at a track you've got your favorite driver give them a case of water like give them 10 bucks buy a t-shirt like yeah a, t-shirts just go the, a long way the little things like that helps like maybe it doesn't affect the brady bacons i mean it probably does but still like especially like the smaller teams and stuff a case of water that's a case of water they didn't have to buy that's three bucks four bucks you saved yeah. We're like going back any, to that, like, a little bit. Uh, why he left, you know, I'm not tearing up his tires. You know, that's yeah. an easy decision for him to be like, you know, I'm out. I'm not I'm not spending that kind of money on tires for this weekend just, just to throw rocks. Like, you know, hearing that perspective of it, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I get it now. If somebody makes that decision in the future, it's like, okay, well, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they're, no, they're just not uh, – Making tires to the to the uh, you know, quality to the expectation of like they're they're not lasting as much as yeah. they, you know they should, and I think they're trying, and so I don't think it's for a lack of effort. It's just the realization of that's where we're at. Yeah, today. Well, so, you have to make that decision on on your weekend yeah. specifically to you. You can't make that decision for anybody else, but like to you, like, it's like okay, pros cons that as an uh, that doesn't add up for us for the rest of the year so like yep. i'm bowing out and like and then when people buy t-shirts and stuff if you think about it uh you know for i'd say for every two t-shirts that uh, are sold that's a pit pass yeah so if, you know if we sell you know four six eight t-shirts in a night like you know realistically that's that's helping our bottom line yeah just getting us to the track and 
I, I think it's probably misrepresented with like how much a night costs us just to show up. So I understand fans can get irritated and uh, maybe not feel like, well, they spent 15, 20 bucks to get in. They have a family of four maybe. So they spent 80 bucks to get there plus food. So, you know, they're a hundred bucks in, but we're a thousand bucks in. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you and that's know, on a good night. right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. without tearing any shit up. Yeah, that's yeah. not wadding your car up or anything else. So we're, you know, we're really just making the best decisions we can. And, uh, I mean, we're trying to put on a good show, and we want the fans to be happy because if the fans aren't showing up, then the tracks won't keep us coming back. So I 100% get that. Um, but at the same time, we're trying to make decisions that are good for us to, oh, yeah. to help Shoot. keep us You guys got to eat, too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, it gets misrepresented with the USAC crowd you know but we all have full-time jobs like Mm -hmm. we we do this for fun we do this uh as a family and we're just trying to you know continue that forward you know if i had to race for money like i i would hate it (laughs) that's a lot of pressure yeah that's a lot of pressure no 401k no insurance no you know life insurance no you know nothing you just hope that you get 50 percent of whatever money you get back and um, you know, in the 1990s, they were racing for like four, five grand to win, maybe ten grand to win on a big show. We're still racing for fifteen hundred, two grand, three yeah. grand to win, yeah. and ten grand to win on a big show. And the cost of ex- you know yeah. racing has it's gone, gone up. Well, even the last, yeah. And and I'm not trying to hate on like racing or the cost of racing, but that's reality. But like I mean, that's, yeah. that's well, how you, teams you, like us continue going. Yeah. Versus like the big teams, because like on the world of outlaw tour, man, you have like Brad Sweet with Napa, you have uh, the uh, uh, Tony Stewart teams, Bass Pro, and you know these big, big sponsors, names, yeah. which really help, and I really appreciate what they're doing. But most of us. That's don't not representative have that. of. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know that's a small niche of racing that yeah. you know get get that. So, but uh, you know on the flip side of that, like our grocery bill's gone gone up. You know that's our grocery bill. That's yeah. not like you said tires and and everything else that goes along with just showing up mm-hmm. every weekend or you know a few races a year and how much that costs. So I mean it's it's really good to get your perspective of it. That's uh, yeah. I mean, we're not trying to be like, woe is no, me, no, it, but like, yeah, it, we, we are trying to say, like, we understand the cost of it, and we're trying to just do our best to make our dollar last the longest, because, I mean, our sponsors, uh, our team, you know, we expect to be able to, you know, run this amount of races, and, you know, it's our duty to, to, to do that. Absolutely, so. but it's it's good to hear driver's side of it, too, and, our, you know, a racer's, racer's side of it. That's that's good for yeah. me. It's it's. It's you hard. Know, again, it's all yeah. about perspective, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's good to see your guys' end of it of like, you know, the decisions you guys make, and and, and we're not and, and we're not a low end team, but we're not a high end team. We're kind of somewhere in the middle, which is, you know, probably good. You know, good representation. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you say your biggest win is in any in any form of racing? Um, you've, you've competed in? Yeah, yeah. So the one that stands out to you, I would say though, there's one major one, and and it's at Lawrenceburg. Um, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the name keeps coming up. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, love hate, right? Yeah, yeah. Love hate. Right. So I remember I, I was running third. Um, there was about like, you know, five to go. And, um, Sean Westerfeld, multiple time champion, uh, Garrett Abrams, 2018 champion. 
uh, if I remember right. And so it, we, we were running Lawrenceburg, and I remember him, uh, uh, the two of them, they were in traffic, and I was running third, and the two of them, like, I think one threw a slide jump on the other. They both hit. They both flip over. You know, big wreck. I missed it, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, red flag, whatever. It's <laughs> fine. And then I was sitting there, and I was like, I'm leading this thing. <laughs> oh, oh, crap. oh, crap. Yeah. So uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm leading and uh, can't can't see my crew. So I was like, well, I'm just going to, like, keep doing what I was doing and, you know, hope hope that, you know, makes it work. And we were uh, – I get a really good restart, which is probably key to why I won. And then I, I was like five to go, and I think I messed up, like – three laps in a row like i just like did not get through turn three and four well and i was struggling and i remember thinking like i'm gonna give this thing away if i don't if uh-huh. i don't like you know get my crap together yeah and eventually did and then like the last two laps i put down like really good laps and that was you know really yeah just put it together it was really nice yeah. so very um very happy to get that together at lawrenceburg my crew was there um, you know, my wife, my family, like everybody was there. It was really nice. So, um, I would say, you know, Lawrenceburg, it's that love hate relationship where yeah. we've had like some really bad wrecks there where we re- really hurt cars and then to get a win there. Uh, very, very nice. Yeah. Um, we've been on the verge of a couple recently, just in the last couple of years that, you know, we just like get, you get a flat tire, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're running first and then like you make a mistake with two or three to go and, you get, you know, you end up second, third, and it really just eats at you. So, the the roller coaster of racing is kind of ridiculous, but yeah. uh, it's part of it, right? Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, you could kind of say it's like Peaks golf, right? Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, you hit a great drive down the center, and then like you duff your second shot, and yeah. you're like, well, you go know, back and forth across the green <laughs> and hit a thirty foot putt, and you're like, damn. You yeah. Know? So it's uh, you know, racing has a lot of emotion with it, but. Uh, yeah, the one at Lawrenceburg really meant a lot. Um, we've had some others that uh, were really good, but uh, I would say the one at Lawrenceburg is probably <laughs> the the best one. And unfortunately, you know, only one person wins. So yep, yep. man, yeah, second place is first loser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so like you, you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, <laughs> 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 then Ricky Bobby. Uh, I, yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't gonna go there. You Charlie. were thinking it. That's I was, I we said were it. all thinking it. <laughs> he and said you know it. what? You, <laughs> Send yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that does say it. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, you know, what's crazy though is like you run at some tracks and and we kind of hit this last year. I think we finished second like three or four times. Mm. And what's crazy is at least two of those times we didn't break even on costs. Mm. You're on second and you're like, wow, this cost us more than you know we got back in money. And it's like, wow, this kind of stinks. Yeah. Like it's just. It's getting up there yeah, yeah that that stings a little so did did you have like a a favorite driver somebody you looked up to as you were when you were younger out in california or, uh, or maybe from here wh- yeah wherever? so i would say that um you know jj ailey obviously he was a, a good uh you know ambassador of the sport he won the triple crown um i feel like the real way so there's two ways to win the triple crown <laughs> Um, there's doing it all in the same year, which Tony Stewart, JJ Ailey did, where they have to like make decisions on where they were going to race based on their points lead and then, you know, skip a race to run another race. Yeah. 
And it's calculated. Then there's other guys that have won it that, like, I don't know if I – they call it a triple crown, but it, it's not really a triple crown because they didn't do it in the same year. Because you think of horse racing, so you think of, like, you know, they the, being a triple crown winner means you did it all in the same year. Right. So big, right. big, big difference. So uh, when I think of being a kid, like, J.J. Ailey was, was a, you know, big proponent of the sport. He made it to NASCAR. Tony Stewart, big proponent of the sport. Casey Kane, same thing. Um, I would say if I was just focused on Southern California growing up, I would say Corey Kruzman was a, you know, very much down to earth. Uh, he was in the Harlan Willis 45 for a long time. Um, black car, red frame. Non-wing. Yeah, non-wing, yep. And uh, Corey Kruzman was really, really great. Uh, from there, I would, you know, I, I'd say Yalian, Gasman, Richard Griffin, and, you know, there were definitely some, you know, really good local uh, Southern California drivers that uh, would do good on the on the. So with your dad, scene. with your dad being in the sport, is that are those guys that like you interacted with, or just kind of uh, seen race growing up? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably interacted with them as a kid, but not as much like as a because we moved out as a teenager. That sure, it, it kind of sure. completely changed who, you know, we would deal with. But uh, you know, they were definitely like local heroes yeah. that, you know, I followed. And I mean, I, I've been around sprint car racing since I was born. So the aspect of just, you know, these guys were heroes to me. So, uh, one thing that we try to do now, um, anytime we can is to give out a free t-shirt to a kid. That's awesome. So I remember being a kid, being in the grandstands and these, these guys were my heroes, 100%. And we, do our best to have this ability to like okay a t-shirt cost me like seven dollars uh so anything we can do to make them want to come back yeah i will do it you know if it and, and it's hard because like i'm there to race i'm there to bring money home i'm there to have a good time but like if i can set aside like 15 20 minutes and go into the grandstands give a t-shirt out you know to a random kid that's like into racing they're just like so focused on racing like they're they're not just there because their parents are there they're there because like they enjoy it and they're having fun so that would be my like how i give back is just trying that's to awesome. you know give a t-shirt out and say like thank you for coming please, please come back again absolutely yeah. yeah i can remember one of my uh, earliest memories um of course my dad raced local tracks and stuff back in the day and uh, my grandpa, we would always, he had a mobile home, and we would, like, uh, my dad and him would, would take their camper racing and stuff to, to cup races and stuff. And I remember one of my youngest memories as a kid was, like, six years old. My grandpa gave my my older brothers two years old. He was, like, eight at the time, just a white trucker cap, Steve Kinzer white cap. You know, that's one of my earliest memories with, with the cord across the, you know, the brim of the hat. Like, that's one of my earliest memories of, of sprint car racing at, at Tri-State. And uh, it was just awesome. So, you know, I my my grandpa giving my, my brother that hat, I can definitely see how a driver giving a kid a T-shirt can just plant that seed of, like, the next generation of, of race car enthusiasts and stuff. Like, I remember that vividly to this day. I, I can't imagine as like a six, seven, eight year old kid getting a t-shirt from a driver signed or whatever, like a hundred percent, like being a fan for life. 
100 yeah. percent get that that's awesome that, we're, that you have we're that. just trying to grow you know grow that next generation and i i think it's really uh important <clears throat> like i was once that kid yeah i mean i was lucky that my parents bought me a race car when i was six like yeah. I, I realized that you know that uh, ability but i was just once a kid in the stands yeah. and you know rooting for cory cruzman rooting rooting for uh you know richard griffin or um, even uh, Damien Gardner, when he was a when Damien Gardner was a kid coming into like Southern California racing, and yeah. now I have this opportunity to be on the other side and say like, hey, kid, like thank you for yeah. coming. Like please, please come back next week. Like I hope you do, and I hope you. I, I think uh, one one of the aspects I um, you know how how we do the wave lap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always ask whenever I give a kid a T-shirt, I say I want you next to the uh uh edge of the grandstands so i can see you that's awesome as i wave by and i'll make sure to like point you out and they you know typically always do it's very cool yeah they're uh you know and and just hopefully they come back that's always the goal so So as a driver like do you like you said you you look for that but like how much do you on the wave lap especially but like of course during the race you're like focused on not dying but <laughs> oh and uh like on the wave lap and the fireworks and all that stuff like do you see like everybody waving and the the stuff on lights and all that kind of stuff like do you see all that or are you pretty like locked in yeah like i know that's probably individual to the driver but like it's 50 50 i definitely wave because it's <laughs> the right thing to do um but i'm you know the end of the wave lap is our one to go mm-hmm. so i this is my aspect to like see i mean you're trying not to like hit the cars around you or anything dumb but like you're trying to just see the track and you know if if you're in the back you're getting hit with uh a lot of methanol (laughs) so like you're you know your eyes are like you're like man i'm ready to get going yeah yeah that's awesome but uh i'm just trying to like see what i can see yeah that's that's awesome if i did give a shirt out i'll make sure to like point at the kid but overall, just trying to, like, get an advantage on what I can see. Because, like, they don't really give you much opportunity to, like, get on the gas before the green. Yeah. So you're just trying to get any chance to see how your car reacts. Yeah. And then, you know, try That's to get awesome. a good start. So, I mean, it's hard. Right? Racing's hard. Like, I think at the end of the day, people forget how hard this is to be good and to be above average and at the end of the day, we're just doing our best, and uh, we put a lot of time and effort into w- winning races at the shop. Just trying to put our uh, put our car in the best, you know, case opportunity to, uh, you know, not fall apart while we're racing. Everything's well maintained. For me, I run. I have a Peloton. I lift weights. I, you know, do everything I can to, you know, be in good shape. So twelve ounce curls. Twelve ounce <laughs> curls are very important. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, just. You know, trying to be in shape and, and, you know, put ourselves in the best position to win, I think uh, it's hard. I mean, only one person wins, and uh, it's, you know. It, and like it, you said, you got to be in shape. You can't just yeah. be out there hot-dogging it. Because like, <laughs> it's actually, yeah, like I said, summer, you're sweating your balls off and yeah, I mean, wheeling that car. When man. it's 90 degrees out, yeah. like, we're in a three-layer <laughs> suit. We're in yep. fire-protected underwear. And you're sweating, and you yeah. just don't stop sweating. And, yeah. and I'm kind of guilty of not eating very much mm. on race day because, like, you're so amped. Yeah. And just yeah. We, you know, well, kinda we kind of talked about earlier. Uh, run us through your uh, pre-race feature 
ritual yeah, that, you, so, that you talked about earlier. So I was uh, I was like six, and my parents would uh, got like they kind of got in this habit of giving me a Coke and a Snicker bar. Cause you said you're like what eight, ten, twelve years old. Six, like yeah, I mean, eight, I, yeah, I was young, and, and you're so. Like, Three o'clock in the morning, running your feature. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a, as like a quarter midget kid, you like, you know, it still goes to like nine, ten p.m. at night. It's dark, and you know, kids would like fall asleep in the, you know, when they're ready to like go racing, you know, because it, it, it's late. And it's you're, late. You're a kid, right? Yeah. That's a thirty-year-old so, dude. Ten o'clock is <laughs> off, like, especially as a little kid. Yeah. yeah. So my parents got in the habit of giving me a Coke and uh, a Snicker bar. So even to this day. In between a heat race and a main event, I'll drink a Coke and a Snicker bar. And you guys kind of joked about it, but uh, I got to pick my wife up at the airport about midnight, and I think I'm going <laughs> to have a Coke and a Snicker bar. There you <laughs> go. Bring it back. Yeah. Start it. Before, get, it get one in before the season starts. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Pre-race, pre-season, Coke and Snickers. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Or so. else it turn into Betty White. Well, Look for a Snicker sponsorship, man. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Could use one. Could use yeah. one. Since we brought up the Snickers bar, we might as well move into the, you know, we're fat boys, so might as well move into the food portion of the interview. Yeah. You Do you have, like, any regular establishment establishments that you – that are above everybody else, like your favorite place to go? Like, so I, I'm going to go with two. Uh, one local, one not. So I would Perfect. say, um, and you can name off ten of them. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. whatever what, give us what you got. So, so Jasper, Indiana. Fridays after work. It's been a long week. It's four p.m. You're gonna find us at Snaps. Snaps okay. is good. Oh. Snaps is good, awesome. Awesome Snaps spot. Snaps is a good spot. Snaps is a good. Spot. Um, Do you have a mug on the wall? No, but you know, I happen to know who owns Mug Seventy Six. Uh, mm-hmm. And I happen to snag it about every time I'm there. There you so, go. Uh, who's yeah. who's mug? Uh, well, I don't, uh, no, don't, never mind. I don't want to reveal no, your sources. No, it's okay. We'll it's talk okay. about it off off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't want to put you on the so, spot. So, so mug seventy six. It's owned by T J Abrams, and he's a uh, quality engineer for Jasper Engines. Okay. So he's a he's a funny funny guy that uh, I just happen to know that uh, he owns mug seventy six. So mm-hmm. when I'm there, they just kind of know. And there I there you and go. I, and so as far as they know. You're him, I right? I mean, JJTJ, you it's real. Cool. <laughs> yeah, samey-samey, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but There's uh, some J's in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Snaps is our kind of go-to Friday after work. You know, job well done. You kind of go there, um, have a beer, and then – Good food, um, too. Good, good food. Yeah, there. good yeah, food. Great food. They have an awesome tenderloin, which there's a bunch of good tenderloins out here, but Snaps is uh, Snaps, Snaps is, is pretty yeah. good tenderloin. Never had a, bid, a, a bad meal from Snaps. And then uh, on, like, non-local, so anytime my wife and I are celebrating anything, we go to the Eagle's Nest in Indianapolis. So if you've never been, it's the rotating, like, you know, restaurant. Um, (laughs) So it takes about one hour. It's in the Hyatt in downtown Indianapolis. And it takes about one hour to make a complete circle. So, like, mm. anniversaries, you know, birthdays, whatever, anything we're celebrating. Special place. Um, we go to the Eagle's Nest. But their dessert, it leaves more, to, you know, to be desired. So then we leave before dessert, and we go to Harry and Izzy's, which shares Ooh, a kitchen with yeah. St. Elmo's. Yep, yeah. And their cheesecake is to die for. Money. So There you go. Good call. Good call. Indy, you know? Indy has a lot of good restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good restaurants. One of my, one of our favorites, uh, 
my wife and I's is Fogo de Chow. Oh, it's good. It's good. The yep. Brazilian steakhouse. And we went there during lunch. Lunch, I mind you. And we were so stuffed. We thought about going last week and thought it'd be a bad idea uh, for us. Yeah. You have to mentally prepare for Fogo de Chow. It's a lot of food. Like, yep. It is. And they just like keep it coming. It's it's basically a buffet, but you yeah. don't even have to walk to get up. They just like, bring it, they to, just you bring it, it to you. Just makes it even more it dangerous. <laughs> yes. I was so miserable during lunch. Like it, we went during lunch, and I was like, I'm going to need a corner because <laughs> I'm not going to make it out of here. <laughs> it was it was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I can't attest to Eagle Nest. I, I know about it. I've heard about it. I've well, seen it. Please go. Uh, you will, you know, you will enjoy it. It's very soft, quiet, yeah, personal. But uh, and I don't remember the rotation is, but it, it rotates like it's on top of the city and it rotates, and you can see the whole skyline and everything around. So and plan and plan around sunset because like it's it really does yeah. a good job of like you get to see the sunset and I don't know. You hear that, girl? <laughs> We're going. <laughs> <laughs> For, for those of you not watching, yeah. Charlie's Charlie's talking to Rosie and her five sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His hand. Yeah. yeah, I guess I should have explained that. <laughs> yeah. I think we everybody here knows that. For, for <laughs> context. Listening to this knows. Yeah. I always thought but, it was Lucy, but, uh, you know, yeah. with, with an L, you know. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to church it up. Yeah. <laughs> talking about restaurants real quick in Indy. We'll get into it later for me and Charlie, but I think we'll touch on it. But Yard House. Big Art fan of Yard, Yard House. House is if good. you've ever been yeah. there. Not, man, there's a bunch of good restaurants in Indy. The, the really food is. is good. The alcohol is good. Like the whole, the whole it's cool place. It's cool place. Is it like sports bar? Just, or I, I've never been there. It's like a, it's, it's there's more TVs of, everywhere. It's more of like a upscale sports bar. But it's not kind of chill. Like, but it's not expensive, really. Sure. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, they have a shit ton of beer on tap. Like we talked about yeah. iPads They've and got shit the, earlier. Got the tubes running across the ceiling. Where all yeah, the beer keg. comes, yeah, all the sure, cake yeah, comes yeah. to. It's like kind of industrial or whatever. Their food is, man, we, we got, well, I got tacos there last, you got tacos too. Yeah, I got We actually went there twice. We lunch. went there for lunch Saturday, and then we went there <laughs> after the race. <laughs> yeah. And still got food, so. I will say, uh, so I worked at Allison Transmission there, which is on uh, 10th Street and Main and Speedway. Okay. And uh, there's a, so next to SIK, like Speedway and North Carding, great place um next door is daredevil brewing okay solid solid beer choice so they have pizza like you know homemade pizza mm. and their oh, beer man. and like get down being walking distance from allison was dangerous yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh yeah hard yeah. to go back calling sick after lunch kind of thing right yeah. well we had we, yeah. we had conference room dd which is daredevil you know so there you go <laughs> there you go you know if it was like a you know, late day meeting, and it said conference room DD. It was not in our place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off premises, huh? Yeah, <laughs> gonna need need an Uber home kind of thing, right? Hundred yeah, percent. Yep. So what's awesome. your uh, steak cut of choice like? Uh, steak cut of choice is definitely a ribeye. I will buy ribeye ten times out of ten. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. It's like the proper amount of fat to meat ratio. It's like marbly. So, uh, big big steak fan. Hold I'm on, I'm gonna need a paper towel to wipe my <laughs> mouth a little bit after that description. Shoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so uh, as we've seen here, um, smoking meat is the way to go, and we have a trigger, so uh, we we're pretty good at cooking steak at our house, and uh, big big ribeye fan. So we we probably eat more steak than 
we should, but uh, no such thing. I mean, I don't know. I just like it, so that I'll just, just yeah. keep, keep eating it. That just sounded like a kick in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck that. I'm eating all the steak <laughs> I can every day if I can. Okay, no yeah. you know, I'll be honest. Uh, this is probably unpopular opinion, but like I'm, I'm a ribeye guy, and I'm, and I'm a sirloin guy. guy. I like sirloin, but you know, my probably my least favorite cut of steak is probably a T-bone. Yeah, I, I see why. But, but, but you get a porterhouse you, and like well, get the it, best of both worlds. And you get the strip, yeah. but like I'm I'm a cheap ass. So the T bones I get like this the strip side is like a sliver. Like yeah. it's basically you know that. But I don't I'm, know. Like, I'm not a fan of the strip, the New York strip. It's, it's probably my I, I least like, favorite. I like that rib or sirloin. Yeah. I like ribeyes and and uh, fillets seem too small. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. too small for me. I'm like, wait, yeah. where's the rest of it? Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. give me another. You're something. making me pay this much for this, and I'm still hungry. Yeah, it's like this is an appetizer. Where's my steak? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's a good cut of yeah. beef, but it it's is. like uh, it is. But like, uh, I'm a ribeye guy. Ribeyes, I'm, yeah. I'm on the ribeye train. That is my pick. Sure. Yeah. I don't care if I'm at fucking cheap ass restaurant or if I'm at. Hundred dollars a plate, two hundred dollars a plate restaurant. I'm going a ribeye's. Ribeye's solid. My pick, always solid. Yeah. I love a ribeye. Yeah, um, and, and sirloin, probably unpopular opinion, but a, a sirloin steak done right is is really done right. good. Yeah. Done right. Sirloin really kind of fucked me up growing up because that was my dad's favorite one, and my dad, not so much my dad, but when my mom would cook it. It would be piece of leather. <laughs> piece of leather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well, so, well, well I grew up hating. Fucking sirloin Like steaks. we said, sirloin done right yeah. is a is an excellent steak choice. Yep. Yeah. Sirloin. Yeah. Sirloin up. T bones sometimes if they're cooked right. I've I just got a cow. I mean Charlie split a quarter cow last year. It was a year ago, wasn't it? And yeah, it's about a year. You know, had some T bones, but I think they're pretty good. I'll eat a T bone. I still have one sure. of those T bones. Yeah. I just found it but in my uh, barn freezer. Have you ever guys come across one of those uh you know, one of those stops where it's like 20 ribeyes for 20 uh, bucks or something. Um, Have you ever seen those? Actually, they come to Evansville every once in a while. IGA, IGA runs like How a lot it? of horse meat. I've heard I've heard some <laughs> guys at work call it uh, giraffe meat <laughs> or donkey. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, so is it a regrettable decision or would you do it again? So I'm, I'm watching the faces he's making. <laughs> we're, we're about <laughs> yeah, to hear not, some uh, shit right I'm, now. So there's I, a story behind I, this. I, I walked away three times. So he was like, yeah, you know, he gave me a price and I was like, nope, it's more I want to spend. And then he was like, okay, but how about this price? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, I'm out. And if so you have to bargain. I, I was half, I mean. Okay, bargaining is my job, <laughs> right? So I'm like, know what? No, I'm out. And I am like opening the door to my truck, and they're like, wait a minute, how about this price? And he was like, <laughs> don't tell anybody it's about ostrich. this price. It's and I really like, wanted your s- oh, yeah. to sell, yeah. sell to you. You know what? But like, I was like, screw it. Like, I've always wanted to try it, so I bought it. Uh. And like, was it a bad choice? No. Will I do it again? Definitely no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I still have a couple of fillets left, and, like, they're fine. But, like, I'd rather just freaking go to Costco or Sam's Club or yeah. some form of, like. Do you ah. ever go to Merkley's? Like, I'm not trying to plug Merkley's. Merkley's, Merkley's is just, like, right yeah. here. Half mile down the road. Local, local butcher, butcher Local shop. butcher shop. Uh, we get, I don't want to say all of our meat, but most of our meat from yeah. there. Like, they're awesome. It's good, fresh yeah. beef. Like, awesome. Also, another plug, which I know uh, 
Bender and Charlie live close to Kevin Cox in Elberfeld. He has awesome Jersey cows, homegrown beef that is <coughs> phenomenal. Yeah. But if we don't, that's who I got our last quarter beef from. Uh, but Merkley's just literally right down the road has phenomenal. And then like Sanders and Celestine. Sanders and Celestine. That's who. Yeah. So so we got we got all kinds of spread of, of meat here tonight. But they process my deer. The summer yeah. sausage that we were eating tonight, they processed oh, my good. deer, and, and they have phenomenal yeah. stuff. I've been meaning to go buy Sanders and Celestine because I was at Kelly's yesterday. Yeah. And, and, and I was Fernan, like, gosh, I need Processing has really good stuff, too. Like, that's all Dubois County stuff. Yeah. Um, but they have phenomenal stuff, too. They're, like, yeah. they're by no means sponsored at the show. That's just who we shop through. But just yeah. good they're, food. They're yeah. just phenomenal, awesome, awesome good stuff. Yeah. So. so. So I guess my recommendation is, don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Buy here, pay don't, here, yeah. steaks. Don't get for 20. <laughs> twenty for twenty. Twenty for twenty. Don't. No, yeah. don't do it. But like you see, sounds em, good. So then Doesn't you're work. like, well, screw it. Let's How try bad it. Can it be? But like, it was just yeah. You know, left more to be wanted. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like ribeyes, salt, pepper, garlic. Like two and a half minutes per each side. Like six hundred degrees, seared, medium. At most, perfection yep. to me yep. is is phenomenal. I agree. That's um, maybe put a little bit of butter on top when you're done. Maybe if you want, you know, that's I, personal choice. I've never done that. I've never done the butter on top. I usually do. I'm not knocking it because I like butter. I love butter. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't done that. <laughs> I mean, I'll eat either way, but usually I'm like, yeah, hey, I got this butter. Got okay. a little dollop of garlic butter on there. Oh, yeah. garlic butter. Yes, garlic butter. Man, that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sounds phenomenal. Hell is it yeah. time to eat yet? It's, yeah. uh, it's <laughs> been time. We're working our so way that way. We've been sitting here bullshitting for a while. So Segway, we've. Uh, yeah, what have we got today, Wells? I'm gonna jump the gun, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up. So we uh, so food on the road. So like, yeah. uh, if you got anything for it, yeah, yeah like. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna give an honest plug for uh, a good friend of mine. So uh, Culver's in Richmond, Indiana, okay. and Newcastle, Indiana. Man, Culver's is our go-to. Solid butter burgers, yeah, right? yeah, cheese Solid curds, food on the road. So, uh, mm-hmm. one of my best friends, Garrett Abrams, he uh, is the managing partner of the Richmond, Indiana, and Newcastle, Indiana Culvers. Big, uh, big butter burger fans, man. I we, love butter burger. They got we, good fish too. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, good fish sandwiches so for the, you uh, uh, Catholic land folks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and the Jasper uh, Culvers is uh, part of the family group. So, no kidding. Yeah, so definitely a big. Yeah, that just opened up like. Yeah, real. two months ago. Yeah. yeah, so big, big Culver's fan, and then uh, part part of our Sunday ritual involves uh, so like kind of we'll race Saturday or race Friday, race Saturday, and then get to Sunday. We wash, maintenance, do all the work. We'll get some lunch, like nothing major, and then we go out to dinner. So we'll uh, we'll hit up like Upland Brewery or some uh, some you know yeah. restaurant in Columbus, and you know we kind of make a weekend out of it. So. But uh, we're, uh, you know, we, we eat plenty fine. Don't go hungry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, same here. Like today we got some, uh, so Bunner, we smoked up. Uh, the Chub is my smoker's name. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't name it. That's just the model number. Yeah. Uh, the model <laughs> the name. Chub. Yeah. The Chub. The Chub. For real. Uh, but we smoked some pecana. Bunner brought up some pecana. Um, and we've got some deer summer sausage from Sanders, like we just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and some Italian cheese dip for appetizer, and then we smoked a, a couple chickens. 
Or a smoker fire. and some green beans. Those green beans are fire too. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, that's uh, good. So Real yeah, good. we uh, we're not gone hungry today. So we've yeah, we've had plenty it. to eat and uh, just hanging out, bullshitting, yeah. drinking beer and bourbon, smoking some food and uh, talking some racing. Just talking about some <laughs> racing. So we've we've had yeah. a really good day. Well, let's. Uh, I'm getting fucking hungry now. So <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you on social media? Well, uh, we have a couple. So, uh, Instagram, JJ Hughes Racing. Uh, the same thing on uh, Facebook is a really common. Um, I'd say we, we have the biggest following on Facebook. So, we're, uh, you know, always trying to grow it. Uh, we had an intern there for a year and, you know, helped us kind of grow our social media presence. We have t shirts. We can do hoodies. We can do hats. We're. Uh, Underwear? Yeah, no, <laughs> no underwear. I mean, now that you mentioned it, though. yeah, maybe uh, it's missing. New maybe edition, next year. New edition, yeah. <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> but uh, stay in tune. I, I think um, I think having merchandise is, it's a big expense, and so we do it. We don't really gain too much from it, but uh, overall, our social media presence is helping. You know, kind of grow our brand. We try to you know continue. Uh, giving people what they want and trying to be, you know, fan friendly. Yeah. I think giving T-shirts out for free is kind of an underrated aspect yeah. of of what we do. But sure. overall, we're just, you know, trying to remember that people were just like us, like twenty, you know, twenty years yeah. ago. Like, you know, it was just a kid in the stands. My dad was a crew chief. My mom sold souvenirs for SERA. So we're yeah. just trying to kind of stay true to that and sure. be helpful. And um, I think. Uh, Hobbs thought really brings back the SoCal, like the race ends and like everybody comes into the pits. Yeah. And like, it's crazy in there sometimes. It's awesome, honestly, yeah. because I that think that's thing. probably the first time Hobbs ever been <laughs> compared to Southern California. Well, <laughs> it is though, because in Southern California, like, but we don't the, get that the, perspective well, though either. Yeah. Well, only two, like, so in Southern California, it'd be like two classes of cars. It'd be like, Sprint cars and modifieds, and then that's it. And so when the sprint car races, they were always the end. Yeah. So then the sprint car race ends, and then the fans can come down into the pits, right? And it makes, like, you sell T-shirts, you drink beer, you enjoy, like, everybody's company. And in Indiana, there's, like, four or five classes. Well, by the time the races are over, like, we're gone. Like, we're, I mean, it's like hornets are on the track, and we're out the yeah. door, you know? Well, like... Like you said earlier, like you're on Eastern, they're on Central. So yeah. like by the time races gets over, and you have a 45 minute hour drive home, like yeah, we're done. Yeah. We're done. We're going yeah. home. So Hobstot typically only has two classes, so it gives us the opportunity to interact more with the fans. We very much try to you know be uh, you know fan friendly, and I think what's really cool is when people come down like that, it gives us the opportunity to like let kids in the car, like come sit in the car. Come, I, I hope. That's you, awesome. I really hope you buy a T-shirt, but like, come be a fan and like, you know, we're gonna drink a beer and just yeah. chill and relax and not be in a rush to get out of there. When there's five classes, we're loading up. And we're going yeah. home. You yeah. Know, there, there's no opportunity to save sure. that. But yeah, I mean, you can't argue. You know, drinking beer with kids like that's an awesome deal. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, not I'm totally kidding. Kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Maybe a root beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A sarsaparilla. No, I'm yeah. totally kidding. Totally kidding. But no, that that's an awesome. On that pers- note, yeah, are there any no. sponsors you want? <laughs> <laughs> no, totally kidding. But at at the same time, you know, I just 
uh, you know, back when I was a kid, rolling through the pits and stuff, just like in awe of uh, yeah. of all I of mean, it. I mean, and if, and if I was a, a six, seven, eight year old kid and, and some dude gave me a t shirt, I'd be a fan for life. That's yeah. just that's that's just incredible. That's awesome, and and it's awesome you have that mentality of of the next generation and procuring the sport and, we and are growing nothing. the sport. We are nothing without them. Like if they don't continue to grow this. Uh, from a you know kids today, teenagers tomorrow. If they don't continue to grow this, this is going to go away. Yeah, and we're not going to have this anymore. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Absolutely. I got to keep it going. Yeah, we we have every expectation that you know my peers in racing. It is up to us to keep this going. If we don't do a good job of it, it's going to go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you've been in the stands lately, but most of them are older yeah yeah you know, they're they're yeah. i hate to say it but like right. they're like yeah. they're older yeah. than my parents and and they're my grandparents and i it's unfortunate and i really don't like that so it, it's up to me to find a way to you know keep up with them and keep them happy so kids have more distractions than ever and i and i hope that they choose yeah. racing that's so, uh that's um, an incredible outlook that's yeah. that's awesome no, I, I don't That's know. Awesome. I, at the end of the day, I, I was one of those kids in the stands. I thought these guys were my heroes, and I hope that you know maybe I'm some kid's hero, and they choose to want to be like me someday because you know the things that I help them do. So uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be some you know savior, some hero, but I'm trying to be helpful to yeah. you know, to, to make the next generation you know want to do this because it's a ton of fun and it's a very humbling sport. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here without my sponsors, without my family, without my wife having this ability to do this. Yeah. So, What are your sponsors? You just mentioned what are your, uh, yeah. what are your sponsors So, uh, who all know, support you? We're, uh, you know, we're very much a small team, run, run a lot of this ourselves. But, uh, you know, we have uh, Weikert Realty of Greenwood, Indiana. So just south of uh, Indianapolis yeah. on US 31. Definitely a big help. They do property management for rentals. They also have uh, helped us buy and sell a couple houses along the way. Uh, you know, tremendous help. We have uh, Jockish Flowers. So Jockish Flowers is also on the south side of Indy. They have supported racing forever. I think they're probably one of uh, John Stambro's longest supporters. When John Stambro was racing mm-hmm. the 53 for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And the 81. And uh-huh. then... Um, uh, we have a um, actually it's kind of silly but it's real it's my dentist uh so my dentist is uh keith rooney dentistry in greenwood so um he he is a tremendous help and i think when you have people that are like you know 10 15 years older than you they kind of help you like shape you into people that you are today so like it's like when i look at my major sponsors you know including them including um Kerry Aiken photography out of Texas. And I think of like these people that are sure they're a little bit older than us, but like they provide this support that like makes us, you know, better people overall. And I will never, ever be able to repay them what they've given to us, you know, between money, between like support, just as a person. I think that we, I will do my best to continue that forward, yeah. but I can never repay them for what they've given what they've given us. So, yeah. you know, we're just doing our best to provide, um, 
you know, information and support to younger kids, quarter midget kids, uh, kids that, you know, maybe can't afford a race, but they enjoy coming to the racetrack, and then families that bring their kids to the track. I think we're just trying to do our best to say, like, how do we make the support, you know, the sport grow? And our sponsors today help us keep us doing that going forward. Um, so whether it's on the small side, I mean, we, we, you know, we do have some smaller sponsors. We've got some bigger sponsors overall. We're just trying to grow our sport, grow our that's brand. Just, that's an incredible, humble outlook. That's you awesome. Know, we're, we're not, we're not a USAC, you know, winning team. I mean, Justin Grant, Brady Bacon, uh, CJ, Le- you know, CJ Leary, these guys yeah. are like good ambassadors of our sport and I respect them and what they're doing and i also know that like can i keep up with them yes yeah but am am i gonna just like outright beat them well they race three times as much as i do so like it makes it really hard sure sure so we're just trying to do the best with what we got and uh you know we want to you know be better than we were last year so if i if i come into 2023 and say i want to win 10 heat races i want to win a couple of races I want to be competitive, and I want to have less DNFs because I had six DNFs in 21 races last year just because of, like, flat tires and other random yeah. shit you can't that, control. Yeah, things yeah. that, like, you wrecked. And, Thanks, you Hoosier. Know, yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's us just trying to be better than we were last year. So yeah. if I could go into 2023 and say, like, let's win some more heat races, let's win a race or two or three or four, and let's go be competitive with MSCS, let's make some USAC races, I would say we had a successful year, um, and hopefully we impact some kids and some families along the way that, you know, make them better. They make us better, and uh, you know, we'll kind of just take it one race at a time and see see where that takes us. Absolutely, yeah. that's awesome, man. That's uh, that's awesome per- perspective and outlook on the sport and and the next generation. We we appreciate that for yeah. sure. I mean, just trying to grow it. At the end of the yeah. day, we're. If we don't take it seriously on growing it, it's going to die. Yeah. Um, it's expensive. We yeah. recognize that. But, uh, gosh, I, a good night at the races, uh, I, I don't know anything better. Some, and, uh, and then a bad yeah. night at the races is, is, is rough. Still pretty good, though. It, well, especially well, from a spectator tran- yeah. you know, perspective. Might cost you a little money, but a bad night at the races is still better than yeah. not being at the races so, or not so, being able uh, to do it. Win, lose, or draw, no matter how the night goes. This is actually kind of funny. No, Literally, no matter how the night goes, we get ice cream on the way home. <laughs> oh, there you go. There it, you go. So whether it's like Circle K, gas station, ice cream, however, I want, so like this is a plug, but uh, <laughs> over in Lawrenceburg, there is um, an ice cream company. I'm sorry. Is I'm it like, like you're good. Is it like a drive-in? No, kind of no, like. Um, sorry. Gosh Get dang it, bro. It. No, you're now good. I have to look you're it good. up. You're good. Uh, now I feel like we have to pause <laughs> and like no, edit we're good. this out. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. You know, as I'm sitting here, uh, as you're as you're scrolling through trying to find the name of this place, this dude took a cowboy hat off his head <laughs> and put a headset on, and his hair is still <laughs> pristine, <laughs> perfect comb over. Gosh. <clears throat> Yeah, part. Very nice. It looks very, very good fade up to the top. 
sweet comb over. Meanwhile, have you found this ice cream place yet? Yes, we're yes. Working on it. I'm sorry. I'm kind of jealous. Good. Like I, I, I take a hat off. Okay. It looks like I got out of bed. This dude takes a cowboy hat off. He's coming up all sexy in his cowboy hat and cowboy boots and khakis, uh-huh. and takes his cowboy hat off. He still looks like freaking Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> okay, that's that's a little extreme. With red hair. Charlie, do you, you go ahead and look for that. No rush. We no, need to, I, we need I'm to sorry. Hit, I know. I know we need to hit a couple of results because people are probably dying for some results. But real quick, we had like three races I can think of last night. A lot of rain. Not many races going on. Last night at Paris, uh, they ran the Suckle Shootout. Grant won. Justin Grant, Brody Rowe, and Max Adams won two, three. Yeah. They had, a t- they had a pretty good car count there. They had 25 cars or so, somewhere in there. What uh, car was Grant in? I want to know. He was, he was in, in Matt Mitchell. He was in Matt Mitchell's car. Oh, and they put NOS Energy on uh-huh. the side. He was in Matt Mitchell's car? Yeah. Yep. I wondered. Uh, and then Gary Tom, not Gary Thomas. Gary shared on a, let's see on on a Twitter here. He had the Placerville results. Let's see if I, Justin Sanders won. I'm pretty sure. Let's see if I can find it here. Gary Thomas. Outlaws. We had Rico. Uh, was it Reimer in second? Brad Sweet. He was up there. Um, yep, Sweet was on the pole. Maybe it was Reimer in third. <laughs> Let's see. Justin Sanders won at Placerville. Shane Golubic second. Kobe Copeland third. And then Outlaws was you on it, Charlie? <clears throat> Not yet it? if you've already got it pulled up. I'm uh, I'm right here. Um, All right, I got it. Rico. My, my apologies. You're for good, the, man. For the Rico. We're never gonna bitch about ice cream spots, dude. It was it's it's the bomb.com. I'm telling you, I, I kind of bomb.com. I kind of want to restart that little like little comment just because <laughs> like like it's so good. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. Uh, Brad Sweet, yeah, Sweet, Rico, Brad Sweet, and Devin Borden. Oh, Devin Borden, Borden finished yeah. third. Yep. Reimer was. Like six or something, maybe. Uh, I know it was, know it was a good race for Where the was PA that? guys, kind of. Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. And, uh, oh, PA. PA yeah. huh? Well, maybe Raymer wasn't even up there. Fuck, I just was thinking. <laughs> Top ten was uh, Rico. That I seen Rico Abreu, Brad Sweet, second. Devin Borden, third. Carson Macedo, fourth. Justin Peck, fifth. Danny Dietrich, sixth. Lucas Schuhart, seventh. Gio Selzy, eighth. Brent Marks, ninth. And David Gravel, tenth. So Remmer was not in the top ten. I just yeah, really. Luke's girl rained out. They were Screwed talking about it. it Friday, and then boom, it rained out. A lot of rain here lately. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty rainy. So that, that's your feature finish. Yeah, pretty quick. Not many. So, not really much going on. I don't know. This might be like a two part episode. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to put you guys on the spot. So time. this is like wait, our. Wait, let's uh, get to this ice cream. Yeah. Oh, I'm Place sorry. First. Yes, no, I cut it, you off. I okay. completely cut you off. It's Drum okay. roll. So don't forget Drum that. Roll. Don't forget that. Okay. So <laughs> okay. So win, loser, draw. After a race, like it can be, you know, we wreck and destroy a race car. We win the race. Doesn't matter. Either you're celebrating or you're sulking. We Either are stopping way, for ice, ice cream. cream. Yep, stop for ice cream. So, uh, in Lawrenceburg is the best ice cream. It's United Dairy Farmers. Okay. So one cheap diesel fuel. In case you're ever okay, okay. There over you that go. way. Yeah, that's two, two. Two, the best ice cream. So here's the deal, though, Lawrenceburg. So the, this is kind of a secret amongst the United Dairy Farmers crew is like oh, shit, starting at like 11 p.m. They're going to break your kneecaps. 11 p.m. <laughs> they like they, they kill like all their ice cream. They like defrost their ice cream. So then like so you get done racing and it's like late. And so you get there and you're like, oh, there's no ice cream. But there's like five ice creams in the back and they'll have like 
you know, cookies and cream, mm. sherbet, and like, sherbet. Yeah, so like some vanilla chocolate and something else, some some other specialty, like cook, you know, I don't know, some uh, cookie dough or some yeah. extra. But so like we didn't know that until like one day somebody was like, oh, well, there's some in the back, and we're mm. like, the back? Do tell. <laughs> What's the back? <laughs> the back? Yeah, and th- and then there's you know just cookies and cream, you know. So it's uh, so it's like it's a secret menu. Yeah, kinda. It's, it's kind of you know. It's kind of you just have to ask. Don't but tell everybody about so this. Yeah, yeah. but but Lawrence, tell everybody. Tell about yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So tell United, everybody JJ sent you. Yeah, <laughs> Lawrenceburg United Dairy Farmers. Oh, it's solid, secret man. menu. Yeah, it's it's really good. So United Dairy Farmers is probably my favorite ice cream of all time. Don't go after the race because there'll be a bunch of haulers lined up. Oh uh, yeah, no we Th- those five in the back <laughs> is not going to be enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll be sold out. We definitely make that work. So yeah, win, lose, draw. Whether it's like a Circle K or a. United Dairy Farmers, we're uh, but it is a solid positive of running Lawrenceburg and you know ending our night and going to uh, that's get some a good ice tradition. Cream. So win, lose, or draw. I have I have cried over ice cream because of how freaking terrible we've been, and then I've like been the most joyful person there's ever been because that's the roller coaster racing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's racing in a in an ice cream show. In an ice yeah. cream show, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so I wanted to. Wanted to take the opportunity switching gears here, absolute pun intended, with racing. Uh-huh. Uh, so, to my calculations, this is the 89th episode, and this yep. might be a two-parter. I don't know, 89th, 90th. Yeah, we're rolling de- as one. Depending, depending on how it rolls. And uh, I have some personal stake in this. You know, this started out as a, as a group text between friends, and then it, it's evolved. And yeah. uh, I'm super proud of you guys for, for getting to this point of almost 100 episodes episodes yeah so even though this is 89th i'm going to treat it as 100th because i don't know when i'm going to be on next <laughs> and uh, you guys might quit listening after this and and you know that's my 100 percent my fault but i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, turn the tables a little bit here okay uh i want to interview you guys so um uh, give me your guys highlights of the podcast over the last you know What's it been? Year and a half. Oh yeah, we start. We're going on. It'll be two years this July. Almost, yeah, two July. years. So I, I just want. I, I want to like pick your brain on on the highlights of this. And, and JJ's probably like, son of a bitch. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, but I, I, I want to pick. He's your still on that chicken over there. Yeah, that's true. He's no, hungry, we're so we're, we're keeping good. him we're keeping good. him involved. We won't keep you guys uh, too so long. So I, I want to hear you guys' highlights of the podcast overall. Uh. I mean, getting in this go point, first? obviously, but yeah, yeah, better to uh, go first. I don't know. Um, just the people we talk to, like even if it's if it's whether it's a driver or whether it's fans uh, that actually listen to our stuff, uh, but just the drivers hearing their stories and then um, hearing some stuff they have to say and different hearing about different places throughout the country, like right, whether it be a racetrack or a restaurant or ice cream <laughs> place or whatever, you know. Uh, and then yeah, just the fans, uh, you know, seeing the stickers and the koozies and. For whatever little stuff we have, like we talked about shirts a little bit earlier with JJ and stuff he does, but yeah, the shirts, you know, it's not really, you know, we're not making anything off of it or anything early. We kind of do, when we do sell them, we do, we buy equipment with it. It's not like use it for beer money, but you know, well, we, bought these heads, we bought these heads, yeah, <laughs> whatever's left, you know, we scrounge <laughs> up and maybe get some Natty Light or something, but yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe some hams, but uh, yeah, just the, just being around the people that, that uh, actually like listening to us and. I There's think probably some guys that don't like us, and that's fine. But 
we do our own thing and but if they listen then yeah, I mean, they're still fans though right yeah or they've they always heard of us so i i think uh our our overall goal is no different whether you know you're talking to race teams or talking to you guys running a podcast like i think we're all thinking the same way which is <coughs> one we're enjoying it yeah you know but two we're kind of growing the sport in a way that we enjoy it right so yeah you guys are, you know, this is your way of saying thank you to people and, you know, whether it's teams or whether it's fans, it's, you know, put their time, effort, money into this sport. Yeah. We're all kind of on the same page. We're saying thank you yeah. in, in, in different ways, mm-hmm. but, you know, you're, you're yeah. definitely putting your, yeah. you know, your time and effort into it to say, hey, this is what we think. This is, you know, maybe the backside of, you know, the, the interesting parts of, racing that you never see and you're trying to air those and yeah. say hey th- you know thank yeah. you this is time is valuable yeah. yeah yeah for me it's a lot of like um <clears throat> being at the track and people saying hey ain't you the dirt tracks and rib racks guys or or hearing from drivers like eric gentry tells us all the time every time we see him he l- loves what <laughs> loves what we're doing and like yeah. <clears throat> what's wrong charlie <laughs> yeah just <laughs> He's tearing up a little bit. He's, yeah. he's getting a little sad. Yeah, he's getting choked up. <laughs> Maybe just, for other just reasons. Telling us <laughs> <laughs> just telling us like he loves what we're doing and yeah. he appreciates yeah. us doing this and, and us not like always going after the bigger teams and like we talk to some of the bigger teams too and like he, he likes like just we're talking to smaller teams, yeah. getting their name out there, yeah. helping them promote their teams and stuff yeah. and like, stuff like that's kind of like the highlights yeah. for me. No, yeah. I, I think, just hearing uh, from the people. Yeah. I like, think guys like Eric Gentry or, um, you know, I think, you you know, I guess I talked about Ricky Gaunt earlier. Yeah. But, you know, guys that aren't so so mainstream, I think yeah. that, you know, we kind of all respect each other. We understand that we're not on unlimited dollars, and we all kind of respect the way we race, which is very uh, different then on the national level, uh, I, I don't mean to point out, but there was a race last year at Gas City where uh, C.J. Leary happened to do a little, uh, you know, karate kick, mm-hmm. and you know the blue dozer thing kind of started to come into fruition. <coughs> yeah. 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 So I think like they, you know, are on a kind of a different level of like what they expect versus like the mid-level or lower-level teams where. You know, we're just trying to make it to the next race. So, like, you guys having this ability to air this and show, like, the other side is very different yeah. than, you know, what is, you know, kind of main level. And even on, the, like, the World of Outlaw schedule yeah. or even, like, you know, those guys are spending a million bucks a year. Oh, yeah. And then if, if you want to make the next jump, it's three or four million a year. Mm. So it's, like, this huge change of, like, how people are – you know, manage their life and, you know, work and race. And I think that overall we're, you know, we're all on the same page. Like we're all doing the same thing. You know, we work Monday through Friday and then, you know, race on, you know, race on Friday, race on Saturday, clean the car on Sunday, work our way to next week. Yeah, for sure. Hey, one more thing real quick. Um, Just seeing that we can see on Anchor on our, where we, well, it used to be Anchor now, it's Spotify for podcasters, but you can see the map of, the city and the state it's listened to in the country it's listened to in just seeing uh nice. but yeah like you can see the city the state it's listened to in and 
country. Like we have a shit ton of guys in Australia. I mean, no kidding. Yeah, like it's we're like nine, eight, nine, ten percent listened to over like there. Our like listens come. That's from incredible. There. Like and those guys, we met some of them, and I mean, they sent us a care package, Moose and Gary Fallon, and I mean. Um, Vegemite. Uh, that Vegemite, one blew yeah. me. I don't, I don't uh, know. I had to Todd Google Hobson, Vegemite. That dude's awesome. Todd, he runs my non-wing. And uh, some of those guys. And, you know, we're – and there's guys in – actually, uh, you wouldn't think of it, but Great Britain. We've had guys reach out to us from there. Yep. Like, <coughs> that, that listen to us. And just hearing in Germany. We're big in Germany. Like, yeah, just, uh, yeah. just hearing uh, from all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, It's crazy. A couple <coughs> little dudes – yeah, some dudes in From southern, Indiana. southern Indiana started out and, as a, a as a text group. Yeah, in COVID and people and, uh, hear us and listen to us and look forward to listening yeah. to us. Like out I there. had people text me because we didn't do an episode last week. We got back from Indy. It was a shit show, but well, like dude, like Monday. Hey, you guys recording? Like, where's the episode at? Because like you know, half through the day or whatever. Usually I upload it Monday morning, and like, well, yeah, we don't have one. Sorry. And they're like, well, what the hell? It's like, you know, people. They're like, man, it helps my day get by, you know, so much better. Or through, throughout the day, it gets me through the day or whatever. That's the kind that's of shit awesome. that just <clears throat> makes you feel good about yeah. it right there. Not that it's that deep, I guess, but some people it is, I guess. Yeah. I think, I think uh, you guys are just doing the right thing. I think you guys are passionate about racing. Promoting uh, the sport. Promoting the sport. You're much bigger than just our local level, too, so you're willing to. I don't know about know. that, but no, yeah, you, I appreciate no, it. No, you are. I mean, I think you're. You're thinking about the bigger picture, oh, okay, and yeah. I think that it's uh, very much recognized and well known that uh, people, you know, that have systems like what you have are very much trying to do the right thing, and there's a respect level behind that. Well, like so. Butner said earlier, it's like it's shit we do anyway. We cook, we cook good food, hang out, talk bullshit, drink beer, talk about racing, watch racing, and then watch racing, mm-hmm. and then we just happen to record it, and then like. We we just decided to record all that, and then and then we've, here you guys are. We've made some actual real, real friendships from doing this yeah. and talking to yeah. drivers and stuff. Like we're <coughs> pretty good friends with a lot of yeah. different guys now. That and, and whether it be a driver or be a fan, like we got guys out of state or north of the state in Indiana, Indy, like guys I text or guys in Ohio, Mike and them guys, like guys I text every week, just about sending memes or talking about racing or talking about whatever, you know. Joined, I joined the fantasy f- baseball league with some of those guys in Ohio. We met in Eldora or uh, Kokomo one year. I mean, yeah, just meet a lot of people. It's just meet a lot of people. It's just awesome, and, I'm, and yeah. I'm proud of you guys for that. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd say like that's all encompassing, but that that is a huge highlight to come from like a text message group to <laughs> right to reaching guys in Australia yeah. and, and yeah. Germany. That's <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the name, by the way. <laughs> that's uh, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, JJ earmuffs on this one. Uh, favorite driver interview? Ooh, I don't know. I'd say for Ricky me, Gaunt. Ricky Gaunt. Hard yeah, he's like <laughs> I was gonna a, say he's Ricky like Gaunt. Super Ricky as a kid. So. I'd say Ricky Gaunt or man. I have to go through my list, but just off the top of my head, that's one that stands out to me. Um, Again, like else? something that probably would have never transpired. Definitely would have never yeah. transpired otherwise. And I reached out to him on Instagram. His only level of. Uh, Social media, yeah, and what, he actually answered. So, what about like the Hearst Brothers episode? Was or no? I'm sorry, Gosh, Davis it. Brothers. Davis Brothers. Yeah, that was a good one. Dave, we yeah. started some shit on that one, but yeah. uh, that was a good one. Definitely a lot of uh, I've heard people yeah, like they listened to that one like three or four times. Well, like, they're local, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Davis then, Brothers. Uh, is Shoemaker was a good Tyler one. Tyler Shoemaker, yeah, I love that dude. Uh, 
Jake Swanson, he's a good dude. I like talking to him. I've uh, known Jake since I was six years old, man. Yeah. Like he is a good yeah, dude. Great like, dude. From one of my one of my favorite one dudes. Uh, yeah. Just off the top of my head, those are some of my favorite ones. Yeah. I'm probably missing a couple good ones, but last week uh, was really good one. I didn't. I, oh, I didn't Kyle Hammer, that was a good one. Yeah. Kyle Hammer was awesome. Uh, it it was really entertaining and like you know hindsight's always fifty fifty wink wink, but <laughs> like uh, once he started talking about it, he was at Bristol and and Davenport yeah. won, but I was at Bristol. I'm not a late model guy per se, like, uh, but we just, I was off. We went to Bristol Dirt for the first year, and he was talking about that, and he was actually there. And, of course, like, I'm not a late model guy, so I don't know any of those guys. It was purely just racing, and then it was dirt on Bristol and, and all that, the way <coughs> it worked out. But, like, he was there, and I was like, holy shit, you know, he was there. He competed. I saw him, but, you know, yeah. hindsight, like, you know, I didn't realize that's who it was. Like, that was an awesome review. Uh, that was that was super entertaining last week. Um, that that was an awesome interview. Yeah, him, uh, Travis Berryhill's another good one. Gary Thomas, <laughs> Daniel Whitley, liked all those. A lot uh, of lot Drake, of Drake York. A lot of Drake York. Awesome. Scotty Thiel, yeah. Ricky Scotty Lewis, Lewis, Ricky Lewis. Was good. Yeah. Like Ricky we've, Lewis. We've had man, a lot I, of good. I, I, yeah, yeah like you guys, have, you guys have killed it. So I I got this advice uh, a couple of years ago, and I thought it was really Kurt Malone. Sorry, go ahead. That. You know, if if you like have beef with people, just remember that like you're gonna have kids, <laughs> and then like, and, and then your kids are gonna race, and then you're gonna have to deal with the same people. Yeah, they're gonna have kids. <laughs> yeah, and like just remember that like That's an awesome way to look just at because it. you had beef with them like racing, you gotta remember <laughs> like you're gonna run into them again yeah. like ten years yeah. from now. And your kid's going to be seven, and you're going to be like, I hate that guy. Yeah. But it's, like, not realistic. <laughs> yeah. But it's real. Like, yeah. you're going to, you know, we're all going to follow each yeah. other, and, you know, you're going to keep dealing with them. So uh -huh. just don't don't have so much hatred that, like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Don't pass it on to the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that, changes, that changes everything. Yeah. So last question on the turt track side. Favorite race you've been to? Who? I'd have to say in uh, person, uh, hands down, uh, Knoxville Nationals last year when Donnie. Won. I was I was going to say Knoxville because that was uh, Bunner has not had great luck. I with have zero uh, luck on that form. Uh, Donnie front. seeing Donnie live, yeah, is, has not been like he's a not lot of been seconds, Donnie's a lot of thirds, a lot of fifth, good a lot luck of charm. Uh, taking provisionals, finishing thirteenth or whatever, you know, shit like that. Uh, that one, man, I lost my I lost my voice for like two weeks. My voice was like <laughs> cracking, cutting out and shit. <laughs> I was screaming, dude. I so, was full disclosure, nuts. did Donnie win? So, like, Bunner's track record, pun intended, seeing Donnie live, always been a bust. Yeah. Like, if, if Bunner's there, <laughs> bet, ag like bet against Donnie because yeah, Donnie's not winning. Usually, Because yeah. it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, so, I kind of accepted it before last year yeah. at Knoxville. But <laughs> so, if Blake shows up, Donnie's not going to win. Yeah. So, just to set it up like the background of all that. So, so Donnie at Knoxville, uh -huh. did you cry? No, I didn't. He Border, borderline. <laughs> borderline. <laughs> he almost he cried for Ken Roxon <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, dude, I was <laughs> – I kind of did. It, it's kind of similar. Not like on the same level, but – Charlie's up here raising his hand. Did, did Charlie well up a little bit? Obviously, I don't – I haven't been a sprint car fan as long as Bunner. Since I learned sprint cars, Donnie's been mine too. Donnie's it. And, <clears throat> yes, it's just like when my Chiefs won a couple years ago for the Super Bowl, <laughs> I cried like a little baby. Yeah. Donnie Did won last year. Did you cry last week? 
I mean, just like this pass. I come real close, but I didn't. Donnie won. That's what was going to be my answer, too. Yeah. It was Donnie won at Knoxville nice last up. year, and it wasn't like a full-on <laughs> bullshit well, like that, a but I, bit. I had tears going down my cheeks I had to wipe yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of figured <laughs> I, I would have bet that, but I just wanted to. Yeah, know. that one or, I mean, there's a few sprint week races that were, were pretty good I enjoyed. Because that's I mean, that's in your back for like here. sprint week around here. Yeah, here it's hard to quantify. Um, but sprint week is a big deal. I would say, I would yeah, I would say real quick about Terra Terra Hope. Uh, when I first saw the Outlaws there, Donnie blew an engine after his heat race, so he had to start last, and he finished. Like I said, he mowed the field down, finished second. But that's another good one. But he didn't win, of course. But yeah, you know, good you to were see there. Him. Yeah, I think he was. He was pissed off. Get Donnie pissed off. Get out of the way. He makes a move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We seen that at Eldora in 17, 18. First time we went there. 18, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think mine is at Gas City, and yeah. it's really lame, but but uh, Shane Cottle, he was. Fuck yeah, I love that dude. He was. He was Sprint Week. That was another one. The one that. The one. And he they went just won. He went and won the show, running around the bottom, and like every, when he was in the two car. Yeah, yeah, the Epperson e- car. Everybody yeah. was ripping the top, and he just like ripping and he the got it on the last lap at the line. Dude, he putzed around the bottom, and like he biked it real hard one time, and like he lost like four spots because like he his car was so tight, and I was yeah. like, dude, no way. And yeah. he just comes back, and he just putted around the bottom. It's really lame if you really think yeah. about it. But like he started 18th or something. Yeah, he like started something in the back. way yeah. back, and yeah. he went and wins the show. And he's like, like I still run against Shane Cottle today, and yeah. I'm like, I hate running against <laughs> this guy because yeah. he's just like he continues to kick my butt. Yeah. And I'm like, right. I wish one day I could just <laughs> swap the roles a yeah. little bit. So yeah, no, I, I think um, that was a good one. I remember watching that one. Yeah, he just yeah, that was a good he, one on TV. He, if it's around the bottom, man, like he's the th- guy. there was a while that like Jerry Coons Jr. Shane Cottle could just like. Rip around the bottom like nobody. Yeah. And, like, everybody's, you know, ripping the top. Everybody's fine. And then here comes, you know, Shane Cottle just you know, rolling around the bottom and <laughs> yeah. freaking no big, wins the race. No big deal. You know. Uh, so that's the dirt track side. The rib rack side. The cooking yeah. side. Favorite meal to cook. Favorite meal to cook on the rig. Like, your go-to. Always a favorite. Like, random Tuesday night. Towing the grill or smoker. What's your, what's your go-to? Hmm. Well, you said uh, you said Tuesday, so yeah, it's usually tacos on Tuesday. Well, I mean, uh, just in general, that's that's just uh, not that necessarily or, Tuesday. I want, we talked about ribeyes earlier. Get me a fucking yeah ribeye steak. Yeah, <clears throat> some some kind of vegetable, uh, green beans or something, or broccoli or something. That's my most common food. I would say is, that is a ribeye or uh, <laughs> yeah. any kind of taco. Yeah. Chicken tacos, grilled chicken. I'm not saying Tuesday. Don't get no, hung up saying, on Tuesday. I love tacos. I eat tacos every week. I so. don't do chicken. If I want chicken, I go to his house and let him cook it. Yeah. <laughs> or here. Or Hornville. Or, yeah. or Hornville, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I dry chicken out every time I cook it. I don't know. Charlie, why. you're doing I, it wrong, buddy. I'll watch the temperature. I'll watch the temperature. I'll pull it. I'll watch it. Like, fuck chicken. I can't cook it. But I love chicken, so I'll eat it mm. when somebody else does it. Mm. <clears throat> but, yeah, yeah. I'd have to say, like, a steak for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steak on man. the rag, yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely eat steak too often, but man, yeah, there's no such thing. <laughs> no such thing. Like, I feel bad for vegans. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> like, gosh, it's good. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm all for ribeye. Oh, yeah. Uh, best meal you've ever made, like, period. That mm. like, 
Whatever. Could be a ribeye. I don't care. Whatever. Best, mm. like, period favorite mm. meal of all time you probably can't even recreate some of the best meal i've ever made like i've thrown together and i'm like shit i should have wrote that down right Second. and and it's like shit but what do you think i've fixed two briskets in my life the first one was junk the second one to this day was the best brisket i've ever eaten still i eat an 18 pound brisket by myself <laughs> Not in one sitting. No, no. Gradually no. throughout the week. It took it took me a week to get it by That's because still, uh, the people that lived in my house at the time wouldn't touch it because it had a smoke ring. Mm. Perfect oh, pink. Oh, that's perfect. That's their loss. Perfect pink that's smoke their ring. Loss. And they wouldn't touch it because they thought it was raw and not you know, cooked. That, no, that's that, that that's hangs, how you know it's good. And it was literally the best brisket to this day. I'm 44. That hangs that up I've a lot eaten. of people on smoked chicken. Like, they, they see the peak around yeah. the bone or whatever, and it's like, you know, you pull the bone out, and they're like, oh, it's pink. It's like, oh, that's money. More yeah. for me. Yeah. Step right. aside. Oh, yeah. I tried explaining the smoke ring. Didn't matter. It can't, yeah. So if people, if, if it turns people off, then that's their fault. No. So I don't know. But I'd I say, that myself. I don't know about a meal. I don't know. Some of them buffalo ribs I've done have been really good. It's just kind of threw them together, kind of random. We didn't even we just kind of said, "Hey, some buffalo seasoning and here's some buffalo sauce. Let's try it out mm. on buffalo, on ribs, so, right?" So uh, I think it's Kroger. They offer an option of uh, pre-seasoned ribs. Yeah. Oh gosh. Pretty good. Oh, you smoke them like that? Pre-seasoned. Like, yeah, they're pre-seasoned. Really? They have like a buffalo and like a chipotle and like. I'm gosh, all for chipotle, man. It's like good. I love that that smoky. That smoky heat, I'm all for Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. For sure. I will so, say sometimes the shit real quick, the shit this, sometimes the shit you just throw together randomly so it turns out being the best. Like yesterday, <laughs> I got a chuck roast out of the freezer Friday night and I got a skirt steak out of the freezer. Literally threw seasoning on it yesterday, fired up the Weber, put the fucking vortex upside down, put charcoal on the outside, threw it on there for like an hour and slide under two hours. Dude, skirt steak was freaking money. Yeah. Had a smoke ring on the motherfucker. Yeah, on the skirt steak, which yeah. is like, yeah, well, half inch. The ones at Daywigs like, are fatter. It's kind of weird, but anyway, yeah. I sliced it. And dude, I was like, I might eat this whole thing. Like, me and Shalene were like snacking on it all day because the chuck roast wasn't done yet. But, anyways, just shit like that. And just threw small purpose seasoning on it, threw it on the grill. Yeah. Didn't even keep a time. I went out there. I didn't even check the temperature. I went out and just checked all at once. And then I came back out Perfect. and probed it. And I was like, oh, I better pull that off. And then. Sliced it and it was like, okay. Probably never do that again. Right. Like, <laughs> never recreate it. See, the shit you overthink. You're yeah. Like, well, and then it turns out. Like, like, you plan all week and you're yeah. like, damn, then it that sucks. sucked. Or, like, it's like, man, that was there a lot was of windy work. Or something. For, yeah. Yeah. Uh, smoke fucked up the smoke. But. You know, I would say uh, turning tables in front of the con- you know, concept of cooking. So, like, my probably favorite thing to, like, grill is, like, marinated pork steaks. Ooh, pork steaks always money. Like, yeah. it's it's cheap. It's a huge chunk of pork. You can't mess it up. Like I marinated all day, marinated all day in like Dale seasoning, the mm-hmm. low sodium. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge salt guy, so mm-hmm. like the low sodium, and then you season it with like SPD, salt, pepper, garlic, and grill it, and it's money. And then my favorite thing to smoke, like, you know, people are gonna say all kinds of stuff to smoke, like you know, pork butt and all, you know, the long smoke stuff. But my favorite thing to smoke and eat is chicken quarters. Oh yeah, like. <clears throat> Just awesome seasoned chicken quarters. Throw Maybe throw some sauce on there if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Like we just uh, did them a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, 
I love chicken quarters. Like two There's weeks ago, I think. We did, some, we did some Nashville hot sauce on yes. it. Yes, oh, and, and, and chicken quarters are one of those things like you can season or marinate. And they're like cheap, too. What, super cheap, feed a, a crap ton of people, yeah. and, like, you throw them on. Like, if you do it right, like 300, crispy skin, yep. super done. Like, that's dark meat, super juicy. juicy yeah. Uh, take it to, like, like you 200. Like, you sit there and probe them, and the juice is... Yeah. It kind of sucks because the juice just flies out of yeah. it. But some of some of But it's like 200, like that bone pulls out, mm. and it's like, I love chicken quarters. That's like yeah. my weakness. Like if I if I had to pick anything for the rest of my life to like smoke, yeah, it's good. And, and feed up like either it's just you and your wife or feeding a bunch of people yeah. chicken quarters. That's what we did. We cooked for, uh, we cooked for Carson Garrett, uh, their team, oh, for yeah. their end of the season. And we did ribs and chicken quarters. And like we bought how many bags of chicken quarters? And we did ten, I think. Yeah, we went through <clears throat> six of them. Six of yeah. them. We had four left. And yeah, I mean, we it's just so easy. Just season them with some what smokehouse we, chicken yeah. seasoning and threw some sauce on them to we glaze them. Late. Like forty racks of ribs or thirty. Shit, we cooked three cases. So, so that was thirty. There, there's there's nine about in a case. there's like nine, ten in a case yeah. according to the pan- two, We ordered weight. too many, but going from what the people on Facebook said they were coming didn't show up. But there was plenty of food. We'll say yeah. that. But I will say, if this uh, if this does end up making the the end result here, but uh, my uh, my good friend Sam Borden from uh, Jasper yeah. Engines here. Yeah. So, uh, real funny story of uh, <laughs> being in Puerto Rico. So you know, I, I'm aware of podcasts, and as they come through, I, I try to listen like you know off and on. And I think uh, it was really neat that you guys reached out, and then my. Uh, my good friend Sam, I was like, "Hey, what was that? Uh, what was that podcast that you guys, uh, you know, you mentioned that you you really liked?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's uh, Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Is this you know this them?" And I like screenshot my phone and I sent it to him, and he's like, "Yeah, that's totally them." And I was like, "Did you happen to you know give me a little you know reach out?" <laughs> a little you know, bird out to, there, a little bird you know, work. And he you. was like, "No, no, no, I didn't do it." He's like, "It'd be funny if I did, but I didn't." Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, they've reached out, and, you know, I think uh, I think I'll uh, go ahead and, you know, go down that path and see, see what they have to say and, yeah. uh, you know, see, see what their episodes are like. And he was like, yeah, you totally should. Like, totally, like, you know, a little bit of a fanboy of it. But, you know, Sam's a really good dude. He's, uh, yeah. He ran mini sprints there for a while and uh, big big fan of your guys', uh, you know, setup and your overall uh, – yeah, you know weekly uh, podcast. So yeah. I wanted to say, uh, you know, that. you know, my local friends are listening yeah. to you guys, and I think that uh, it's it's really neat what you guys yeah. are doing, and I'm really appreciative that you guys are putting this out because, uh, you know, we are, uh, you know, as a race team, you know, we don't have the time or ability to to do what you guys do, and you guys are doing yeah. a great job. So yeah, thank it. you for uh, having us and. Uh, you know the JJ Hughes race team is is growing. We're we're trying to be uh, you know, be better than we were last year. We're yeah. the, like the ultimate competitors. So please don't <laughs> compete against us <laughs> um, because we we don't lose very well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, no, well, thank you guys Eddie, for having thanks, us. Thanks for coming. And yeah, we uh, we appreciate you coming. You know, over across town. You know, it just it just worked out with. Uh, it was purely organic. You know. Bunner said something about me being on the podcast. I was like, you know what, you know, we want to come and do a podcast, and and JJ's just down the road, so let's have him. And it just worked out that like it's your back door, you know. We don't get a chance to hang out 
nearly as often as we like. So Definitely. it just worked out yeah. to like yeah, get man. on the podcast mm. and have you come over and being a local guy yeah. and stuff. It it, it yeah, just and made sense. And, local too, yeah. I mean, and yeah. we're super glad that yeah. that it worked out. Yeah. And I think if you had uh, if you told my teenage <laughs> self that I still worked in you know engines and transmissions <laughs> and I. I wore boots every day and a cowboy hat. I think you would call you a liar, but yeah. uh, here we are, and uh, we're uh, yeah. happy to be here, happy to be here in Jasper, Indiana, and uh, happy that you guys are doing this. I mean, this is yeah, really man. great. We're, uh, you know, we're just a small team, yeah, but, like, we like to think we make a bigger impact than our yeah. dollars say. Yes. And Speaking of it, big impact, you were up in a, a F-350 in a cowboy hat and shit kickers. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> talk about uh talk about intimidated i was i was intimidated i'm like five foot six so. <laughs> yeah i know it's like, shit. he's like five foot six too yeah. <laughs> uh five nine and a half my i just did my bio screen charlie so says the guy who's been bitching about it being cold and 65 degrees in the shop because his feet are cold i so. can't help that you got my toes cold motherfucker. Yeah. but, but uh, uh no we're i mean i don't know man i i think i respect the uh the area we're in, I think, uh, so kind of a funny story. I don't know. It, it seems uh, maybe a little off the uh, the aspect no of thing. our uh, our podcast here. But uh, my wife, um, I I think we were going to go out like to eat the other day. And I put the cowboy hat on, which I hadn't worn in a few weeks. And I put it on, and she was like, yep, that that that's it. That was the thing right there. You did it right there. What? You know, what kind of kid would you like kind of thing? You know, I'm like, okay, that's, I'll remember that. That's, uh, yeah. that's the aspect of uh, the cowboy hat was noted. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, I mean, I grew up in Southern California, right? So big, big city. I, you know, I wore Etnies as a kid. I was a skater kid. And, uh, you, don't, you don't see a lot of guys around here that pull off a cowboy hat. Like, if I pulled out a cowboy hat, my wife would just start laughing. <laughs> you roll up in a cowboy hat. It works. Get out the drip pans. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think we're, so. We're going to need some oil dry. <laughs> yeah. I think it. Uh, I'm. I'm glad you think so. It's. Uh, it's been a, you know, not not so recent addition, but uh, you know, I think we're uh, just appreciating the outlook that we have with uh, living in Jasper, Indiana, and I think we're, you know, ready for the next step and just kind of. Yeah. You know, accepting where we are today and beautiful sound. Mm-hmm. Right, Charlie. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. I mean, that's a bush latte every day. You know, oh, yeah. so uh, no, we're good. I think yeah. uh, we're happy to be here, and we're going to be here for quite a long time. So, good deal. Well, JJ, I think we we really appreciate you coming out today. It's been awesome hanging out with you. We appreciate your time, and uh, I sure appreciate Dirt Tracks and Rubrax coming up. Yeah, and uh, do an episode literally in my backyard yeah. and uh, JJ across town. So appreciate you guys coming yeah. up, hanging out. Thank and, you guys uh, for, for joining <laughs> us to, on this episode. And, uh, you know, down the road, might happen again. You never know. The only yeah. thing I wish is it smelled a little better sitting <laughs> where I do today. But uh, what do you one, more, one more thing <laughs> is. Before we get this, go ahead. Let's get off hand. No, I was gonna say, way I, out of hand. I just, uh, I think uh, next time you have me, I hope, uh, hope we've got some more uh, wins in our uh, column, and yeah. uh, we're, uh, you know, we had a lot on our plate last year, but uh, 2023, we're really uh, thinking that it's going to be a good year for us. There's no reason for it not to be. Uh, we've put in the work, we put in the time, and uh, you know, we're ready for this year, and 
I think, um, you know, starting maybe at Brownstown, maybe at Texarkana next weekend. Or, uh, yeah, we didn't really touch on that, but you know, we're going that way, yeah, yeah, you know, or maybe Lawrenceburg on April 1st, yeah, um, you know, we'll kind of see what happens, but I think we're we're kind of primed for a year where you know, hopefully, there's uh, low stress and mm-hmm. and uh, good results, lots and, of wins, and uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm an re- ideal year, ready for some wins 100%. So, thank you guys for having me and having our team. We're uh, you know, we're just a small team, but you guys are uh treating teams like us i know you did uh travis berry hill and yeah you know uh so you know some others that just uh yeah. aren't on the mainstream but uh we're a local team we're trying to yeah. do our best and we're uh you know Man, we're putting in more it. effort than anybody really recognizes yeah. so yeah. that's the thing like real quick about just this whole the state of indiana i mean even down here there's a shit ton of racing whether it's sprint cars micros minis go-karts like there's something so there's stuff to talk about All I mean, people to talk to and We'll talk to people. If anyone wants to talk, you know, we, we like talking. We'll get you on the phone. We don't care. But, you know, I mean, better in person, of course, like we are now. But yep. um, whatever works. But, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of racing around and a lot of stuff to talk about. And a lot of food, of, of course, as well. As yeah, well. that's yeah. always that a too. huge part of it. We don't so, go hungry or thirsty. Yeah. So. Yeah, J.J., we uh, we really yeah. appreciate you coming out. And, we good, wish lo- and you, good luck this year. We wish you lots of luck this year. Hope you get a bunch <laughs> of wins. And, uh you know, hopefully talk to you soon. And Well, thanks. I think uh, I think it's recognized that Hopstad's kind of a local track for you, and I hope you come out and uh, come hang with us, and uh, I hope we can, uh, you know, get in that podium box there at Hopstad. Yeah. We've been, we've been growing, been getting better there, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep on that, and you guys uh, come support us, and, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Absolutely, yeah, and if you're at the track and you see the dirt tracks and red racks holler, also known as the 1986. 94. 94, 94 sorry, it's, I'm <laughs> way too new. 1984. 94. Catalina, Catalina wine mixer. Catalina wine mixer. Well, you know that wine mixer is really yeah. popular in, in the Chili Bowl aspect, so, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, so stop to, by, yeah. say hi. Stop by, say hey. Uh, pet the mullet and the yeah. burns, <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll have some food, I don't know. We come visit know. the wild and wonderful Charlie Tyree yeah. also, yeah. so come by and say hi, and uh, but, uh only if I can yeah. get a steak sandwich. Hey, <laughs> we can make that happen. Maybe. It's actually one of our favorites as well. But uh, yeah. also, real quick, speaking of steak sandwiches, got to thank our sponsors, Rounders 2 Pizza and Hornville Tavern. Can't do it. I mean, uh, love everything those guys do for us and, you know, take care of our some things for us. And, hey, go you know, see we, them, eat a bite. Yeah, go get, go okay. get some pizza. Go get, go get some smoked chicken, steak sandwich, steak, whatever. They got all kinds of stuff out there, burgers and chicken sandwiches and Rounders pizza, some of the best pizza in the area. So absolutely, I, I miss out. it. I do once think a it's uh, really important to support companies that support racing. Yeah. So whether it's uh, even if it's your competitors, I think you yeah. know if they support racing, I think it's important to support them because sure, you know they're giving my competitor money, but at the same time they're they're injecting money into our sport. Exactly. And they're we behind, have they're to behind it. So we have yeah. to say thank you. So yeah. it, it's <laughs> our way to say thank you, and you know without them we wouldn't keep racing. And JJ, yeah. by all means, like who who supports your team? Yeah, so uh, you named off a few of them. Yeah, earlier, yeah. For us, you it's got them um, all. Did you get them all? Most I, of them. I, I think so, but uh, we'll double check here. Um, Weicker Realty of Greenwood, Indiana. We have Jockish Flowers of Indianapolis. Um, we have Carrie Aiken Photography out of Texas. Uh, How Farms in Columbus, Indiana. And then um, you know, for us, you know, we're we're, we're kind of just like a self-made team. So. Um, our engines are made in St. Paul, Indiana at Williams Precision Engines, and, uh, you know, we're just kind of making it. So, you know, it's a, we're a small town operation, but at the end of the day, we're, uh, 
making our dollars last as long as we can. It's hard, but, uh, you know, we do it for fun, and, and we do it to entertain the fans. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would say every year we keep on making it. So, you know, on to the next. Yeah. Is there any social media that anybody listening can find you at? Yeah, so uh, JJ Hughes Racing on Instagram uh, and Facebook. And then, Twitter. Uh, you know, we do have a Twitter, but to be honest, I don't, I don't do too much on it. Uh, t- Twitter, to be honest, is um, hot takes are are good and bad, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like there's some characters on there. Yeah, right? yeah I to fe- say the least. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I could get myself in trouble, <laughs> so I I kind of like am on it, but I'm not. So. Yeah. I would say Facebook and Instagram is is our primary. Got a uh, website too. W- yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so we have jjhughesracing dot com. Um, that that has our schedule on it, yeah. and we do keep it up to date. So, uh, as far as the start of our season, we're looking at Brownstown next week. It's looking a little cold. We're thinking about Texarkana in Arkansas. That's a Friday, Saturday. So I might be taking a vacation day Friday to get down there, but. Um, Overall, you know, we, we probably have about 40 races on our schedule. That'll that'll work its way down to about 25 by the end of the year with rainouts and stuff. But uh, we're, we're excited for the year. So if, if you question where we're going to be, uh, message our, you know, Facebook page is, is the easiest way to get a hold of us. We also have some uh, things for sale. We could, we could sell some visors. We could sell some shirts, some hoodies, some hats, some, you know, whatever. Just reach out to us. If you're looking for some yeah. merch, we can make it work. And uh, we really appreciate the support of our fans and this podcast and, you know, everybody else that's kind of helping us out. Yeah, just look uh, for that white white 76 circled checkered pattern over over a blue sprint car. We, nostalgia. Uh, it, it is Good looking, nostalgia. sharp yep. car. So look for that. And uh, maybe potentially if he uh, pulls some strings, look for that 77 throwback Jasper engines. If uh, yeah. all the cards... <laughs> All the cards throw on the table. Yeah. Hint, 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 hint. Yeah, I'm gonna need to swap to some yellow. So we'll, yeah. we'll that see would, if that uh, would be that would be really nice. That would be man. That'd man, be awesome. Couldn't miss you for sure on that one. There yeah. are no yellow sprint cars outside the Hearst Brothers, so I think uh, that would be an option. Davis Brothers, man. No, they don't have a yellow car. Who just said Hearst Brothers? Hearst Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, the '70 Jordan Kinzer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said them earlier. Yeah, I actually, I actually ran, I ran their car. Yeah a race a couple of years ago so um not not a lot of yellow cars out there but, no. uh, but if that's a stretch uh you know maybe that 76 might jump to the 77 throwback i i mean the who the, knows? the right who knows? amount of uh who sponsorship knows? dollars can make yeah, it happen money so talks. Yep. I, I i need to find uh who, who owns that budget the nostalgic yeah. uh nascar guys will be uh pushing for that so oh yeah we'll see, make but, it work. but no either way all jokes aside you know we're happy to have you here uh, wish you luck on this this season, and uh, glad you came out today. And appreciate the Dirt Traction Riverback guys coming up to Ireland, Indiana on St. Patrick's weekend to, yeah. uh, to a celebrate and uh, talk to Jay. Good times. Well, all right, let's uh, end this motherfucker so I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. Charlie, you got any last words? I got a couple. Give it to me. Peace, Peace out, out, motherfuckers. Out, motherfuckers. <laughs>